This is Chuck Landington. Reminding you. The Metal Injection Livecast is off for the next two weeks. Boo, boo. Those bastards can lounge for 14 days and old Chucky Baby has to stay in the studios. It's lonely, so... Lonely? Here's 3D to kick off this mixtape. Hello, Livecasters. This is 3D and you're listening to the best of the Metal Injection Livecast. We are off this week and next week. But I'm going to play a bunch of clips from our show so as to diminish the pain of two weeks without us. Let's start off with one of the top five most offensive discussions in the four-year history of our show. This is from last December. Uh, We started talking about the anniversary of the death of Dimebag Daryl and somehow wound up talking about Seth Putnam masturbating on AIDS babies in hell. How do we get there? Listen to this clip. Sean, you and me can joke about Dimebag all we want. Oh, fine. Yeah. Rob has Snoop. plausible deniability as long as it's you two. I wish Dimebag was resurrected just so he could be shot to death again. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Stop. No. Stop. Stop. No. Why? Why? That's not cool. From all the decomposition, he's probably only a nickel bag by now. Hey-oh. Oh, bye. <laughs> there we go. I want to see a corpse with a fucking pink goatee on it. Up high. Oh. <laughs> Shiny almost like knocked his hand off his wrist. This is like that was hard. Rapid fire offensive dime bag jokes. <laughs> Fuck the dime bang. Come on. Yeah. No camouflage cargo cutoffs. Up high. <laughs> Why you kill it the dime bang? It's, it's just sad that he died before he got to eat at Guy Fieri's restaurant. <laughs> uh, eat slash workout. <laughs> he didn't. He got murdered. He didn't die. Well, he died after. He the died after yeah. from murder. Yeah, <laughs> I think dying is a, murder is a subset of it's murder dying. by death. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's remember he was murdered. He's up there okay. jamming with the guy from Avenged Sevenfold now, so it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. Was he murdered? True. That guy wasn't murdered. No, that guy. That guy like no, he's saying they're both in hell. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh no! He said he's up there. Oh, up there. Sorry. Oh, like he'd want to be in heaven. Come on. <laughs> Dime makes heaven metal. Oh, hey, we God. got a good comment here. El Duderino said, don't give Randy Bly a time machine. He'll go back and shove Dime Bang <laughs> off the stage. Well, maybe if someone shoved him off the stage, you would have dodged the bullet. Yeah, I'm saying he doesn't want Dime Bang to live. That's the point of the joke. It's a double-edged it's sword. You're shoves all him and saves him. awful people. I know. I'm not this. Just awful meet us. People. I'm just reading a comment here. If I had Dime a double-edged sword, I would stab Dimebag with it. Oh, by the way, Shankletown <laughs> snotted himself at, at Sean's red goatee. It was pink goatee. Shows how much you're listening. Yeah, sure. But he did snot himself. So you should <laughs> take pride in that. Thank you. Thank you. Where's that. Seth Putnam? Do you think he hangs out with Dimebag? Oh, no, he's by himself. No way. Yeah. In his own no, corner. And then that it's Dimebag. <laughs> he found <laughs> Time bang. He it found is out where they keep all the dead AIDS babies, and he's like standing there jerking off <laughs> over them. Just in a meth coma on a big pile yeah. of dead AIDS babies. Yeah. So you're saying AIDS babies go to hell to be punished? No, they, they get, go to heaven. They go to heaven, 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 man. Oh, okay. heaven. Do they have Do they have meth in heaven or in the afterlife yes. in general? What, what if the baby was really bad? It gets to go to hell and get jerked off on by Shri- sure. But if they're in heaven, why are they getting jerked off on <laughs> by Seth Putnam? They're asleep. Fucked up things happen <laughs> in heaven too. <laughs> 
If you really like doing that, you'll probably be able to do it in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wanna, it's everything maybe, you want. They, yeah, it like, all depends what your interpretation of heaven Maybe is. those AIDS babies like being jerked off on. We have no idea. <laughs> yeah. They just spawn holographic. They already, uh, I mean, they already have AIDS. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seth's button of jerking off on. What are we going to do? But they're in heaven, so shouldn't yeah. they enjoy life? But may, they say maybe they enjoy Maybe they it. like oh, it. Oh, That's so it's only babies yeah. that you we like know. You like it, why wouldn't they? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's only babies that would grow up to be to enjoy being jizzed on. Is what you're yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Everyone God has would their know. thing. God would know. Even babies have their fetishes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. You know, They're born this way, things. Darren. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, well. <laughs> excellent. How much more offensive can we get? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should end the show. Why? There's still like five minutes left. Yeah. Oh Sid. right. We did. We did start a little late. Dimebang doesn't have a heaven or a hell to go to. Why not? Can you elaborate on that, please? El Duderino. I don't know. Don't believe in hell? Everyone here believe in the afterlife? Nope. Nope. No. It's fucking bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, part of me does, just to be safe. Just keep it safe. Just just in case. Just in case. I feel it's just like the most egotistical thing to think like, oh, when we die, our spirit lives on. Like, no, we're just fucking <laughs> vessels. Like, yeah, we're just, it's nothing. Right. I we're, just like to play it safe, man. You know? Ask yes, sir. Play it safe with what? God. Me is, yeah, it's Religious. logical and was like, you know, whatever. But the half of me that was raised Irish Catholic is like, maybe. God fearing. Just be safe. So, but just but be maybe, safe. maybe what? But what if Islam is real or something, and you believe in that shit, and then you still go to hell anyway, believing believing in hell, and you still go to hell? Right, whatever. See, that's what I'm saying. You could be you could be completely. But wrong. that's the thing. Like I, I will firmly say I don't believe in like the devil or hell. Right. But I'll keep that like voice in the back of my head. Like maybe there's maybe. a happy afterlife just in case, so okay. I get in there. Well, wouldn't you go anyway if it's a God who loves you so much? But does he? Uh, well, exactly. Well, why, you know me. But you, you know me. If you have the well, in the back of your head, God. and then like outside, you're saying that you don't believe it, then you'd be more apt to not even go there. Right. What if I said I'm fifty-fifty. Mm. Nope. No, no, that's even if worse. If you're by, then forget it. You because I feel, I feel like if you're a hundred percent no, then yeah. they would bring you there just to show that you're wrong, and then let you, and then kick you out. Yeah. No, maybe. <laughs> Depends on you know. The maybe le- they need someone to jerk off on yeah. AIDS baby. I'm gonna say that's yeah. who's I will do that you job. Get, you get turned into a baby and they give you AIDS. <laughs> These AIDS babies aren't gonna jerk off on themselves. It's people. true. It's true. And I'm willing to do that. As long as I got a cloud I can chill on and shit, and I can jerk off on AIDS babies, I'm happy. Sean's oh. heaven is jerking off on Dime Bang Daryl <laughs> while wearing a California racist t shirt. <laughs> as long as I can take that shit with me to heaven, I'll be happy. <laughs> Sean and Seth Putnam in a corner of a fucking room. Also, also Rob's yeah. pubic hair. But also, how spiteful, how spiteful would God be if he's like, oh, you didn't believe this exists? It's true. To hell with you! Fuck. Well, have you read the Bible? Yeah, that's, that's basically all, that's, all that's, God that's, is. That's why it's, I'm just playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Just look at the, we're cool. That's God, what's right? going to fuck cool. you right, right in the end. Literally. And that God? Is Seth Putnam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seth Putnam's <laughs> meth and crack addicted penis. You, just, you, you get to the pearly gates and Seth Putnam is just injecting you with meth the whole time. <laughs> just as the moment you get there, just dart, darting you yeah. with, with, with meth. In the afterlife, meth is injected into your body and not smoked. And you're saying that's not going to be a good time? <laughs> That's only a party, pal. You know? <laughs>
Yeah, uh, it, it, there's no smoking of meth in heaven. Only no, injecting. Just, dart, just Seth putting darts. darts. That's <laughs> meth, meth darts. That should be a video game. We should call Gunface up. Yeah. Just fucking dodge Seth Putnam's AIDS cum. <laughs> oh no! Here comes Seth Putnam. The meth darts are coming. He would be like the boss. Uh, that, that's oh, a total yes. boss level. Oh, dear. I just want to see him throwing them at Ronald Reagan and those shits. <laughs> 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 Michael Jackson shit. Well, he's probably in hell, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Of course. He's Black jerking Michael off Jackson on He jerked off on eight in real life. <laughs> 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 that, that was practice for heaven. That was, that, that was practice. <laughs> sorry, Ryan White. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Here's a tissue. <laughs> That's why I wore those gloves. You easily yeah. wipe the cum off the children. <laughs> <laughs> but only one. I don't come very much. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, Winding down. I would like to apologize for Sean and Sid and their inappropriate comments. But not mine. Shame on you. No. Oh, Darren as well. Oh, and the I shouldn't have said anything. Any inappropriate comments I would like to apologize by for. Bye. No, no, no. Bye. Not really. <laughs> I, I didn't say them. I have a song to play us out with. I think, like the, I think the no. dude from Lamb of God pushed you into saying that. Oh. <laughs> He's not here. He's a pusher. The only thing vulgar about the display of power was that he didn't kill Dimebag sooner. That's <laughs> true. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I hope we should, we should have ended uh, with Lonnie's joke. Is that guy still alive, by the way? The guy that killed Dimebag? Oh, yeah. Of no, he died. No. Like, they killed him there. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. He they shot himself? Him. Or no? No, so a cop shot. So what the shot. fuck, man? No. Why don't you celebrate the anniversary of that guy's death? He, uh, the same day. He, he held He's a human being, too. I think Equal time. He That's held one of the tech guys, uh, one of the guitar tech damage plan, Nathan something Nathan Gale? Gale Nathan Gale that's the killer or the other the killer like a US a Patriot from 1776 he was a he was in the army or whatever and so he was holding one of the stagehands hostage oh. to try to escape oh. and then a cop got in and he shot him oh so that guy, being that he was in the military he's done more for this country than Dimebag did but yet we celebrate Dimebag and not this hero that how do you know he did more for this country he's a human being and he was in the army he protected our freedom but think about all the all the smiles on people's faces he protected the the freedom we have to call ourselves fucking dime bag (laughs) dime bang Sid (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry (laughs) to call ourselves dime bang and you can't even get his nickname right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Wait, that was the killer dude's nickname then? Yes. Dime Bang. Yeah. Because he went bang, bang. On yeah. Bag, right? I thought it was because he banged all the AIDS babies in hell. <laughs> this is 3D, and in this next clip, uh, we were discussing the Tumblr blog, Hello There Racists, which is a site that basically just takes the Facebook and Twitter comments of people who are racist and say like the n-word and call people names and whatever and Just outs them and puts their info on the internet So I actually I think they were shut down since we did this episode um, Because I went there on the last post is like two months ago or something. But anyway regardless of that uh, the subject of black metalheads came up that is black people that listen to metal not black metal heads uh but a black metal head called in to give his perspective on being black 
and being a metalhead. So here it is. Sid, how was your Thanksgiving? It was fine. Nothing particularly crazy. Though I was, uh, for a little while, I was in a room with a person from the Czech Republic. I wanted to ask him a bunch of Randy Bly questions, but I didn't think he'd know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> Probably not. But he didn't, he didn't try to arrest me or anything like that. So, <laughs> You hear that, all you uh, Metal Injection Facebook commenters? Not all people from the Czech Republic are the same. Yeah, really. Oh, did, did they say a bunch of shit or down something? Down with Chick. Well, it's anytime, anytime there's a story about Randy and the Czech Republic, everyone's like, fuck the Czech Republic. <laughs> Czech people yeah. are assholes. Why yeah. are they doing this? Thing? It's like, it's not the whole country. Isn't that a mild form of racism as well? Oh, yeah. yeah that, well, dude, that is a, a direct <laughs> This is the metal community. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> well, true. That's true. I feel it's a, it's a very vocal minority that's right. racist. I feel well, it's that... Most metalheads are not racist. It's just yeah. you. I, I think the I, ones that are, are so loud and I'll overbearing. I'll say this: you're right because it, I think it's only the white metalheads that are racist. <laughs> that, that's also like the racist. black metalheads, the Indian ones. I don't think they're as racist. Latino metalheads. No, I think they're pretty open-minded too. Yeah, it's, and there is a the, huge the white, Latino thrash well, metal yeah. community. Oh uh, yeah, I lived in LA. They're everywhere. It's just yeah. like long-haired Latino dudes with suffocation T-shirts on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and mortician yeah. T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And obituary. <laughs> But, no, I did want to. Did you have you guys seen the site yet? Uh, Hello there, racists. Mm-hmm. Tumblr. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a t- there's a, uh, a Twitter account, a Twitter. But yeah, I guess oh, but there's yeah. a Tumblr. But, um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to know how do you guys feel about that? Like, I think it's a. I mean, it is fucking it's public think, shaming, but I think it's kind of awesome. I yeah. think it's brilliant public yeah. shame. Just to elaborate, what it is is what is it? Can you repeat it again? Uh, so it? It's Hello there, racists. Tumblr. Yeah. Okay. So what it is basically is someone takes a screenshot of uh, like a racist comment that on somebody Twitter, makes on Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, or... and then they expose their like real name and whatever. Yeah. Good. And and it's just like I think it's great because it's it's. And I mean, do you think someone will eventually get killed? For this? No. Well, no, because they don't. I mean, unless maybe if they track down. Who I feel it's to, it's but... not like they're uh, they're. Like stalking them, all this information is public right. anyway. But a lot That's of true. it's a lot has actually come from this site as well. Like there's, I know recently there was a dude that was um, like signed up to join like the Air Force and was already like going through the whole process and whatnot. And when this shit came up, that got just canned because like, like I think he made some comment that are like, uh, you know, I bet I bet Obama's going to get shot this term or some shit like that. And like even though he didn't come out right and say he was going to do it, it's still. You're going to work. Are you sure, for, you're not yeah, confusing yeah. this with that chick who worked at uh, no, no. This is a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people Creamery. said this shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but because you know, like, but that's even worse if the guy's going to the air force and like you're going to say that about Ooh. your commander in chief. Yeah, that, yeah that's <laughs> not a good look. Yeah, the, there's a Twitter account that's yes, you're racist. Oh, okay. And that's a really good one because it just finds all of these uh, like oh. I don't want to sound racist. I'm not racist. I'm not racist. <laughs> I'm not racist, but Asians can't drive for shit. Um, and it's Noah. Like, yes, you are racist. Noah. What? I don't say that. You just think it. And tweet <laughs> That's it. That's even worse. And Tumblr it. And Pinterest it. Do you say Tumblr it? Or do you tumble it? I don't have a I Tumblr. Don't I don't know. Do you have a Tumblr, you, Sid? You, you tumble oh. it. Do you? Rob would know. Yeah, I have a Tumblr. You do? Yeah. What do you post on your Tumblr? I don't really. It's just like photos, like dumb, silly images. I don't really keep it that active. I'll tumble for you. I've been mentioned on your Tumblr, haven't I? Have you? 
I thought I was. Oh yeah, because there was a MetroCard in our freezer once. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? You, you you sent me about. She's like, why is there a MetroCard? Why was there a MetroCard in our freezer? Did you ever <laughs> like, find this out? Is bachelor life. Yeah, it's just because I put it on like the top of the fridge, and, and then, then it fell in. It fell in, I guess. <laughs> what a klutz! That's <laughs> <Klutz>, Rob. <laughs> Rob, baby Huey in the fridge. <laughs> Uh, none of us are racist, but we sure do not like Obama and his social Muslim leanings. <laughs> it's like, no, that's racist. Yeah, that's, no, that's like Muslims. a new thing. Like, every, but or they'll tack it on the end. Like, they make some horrendous racist comment. Yeah. And then, oh, but I'm right. not racist. I'm not racist, yeah. but interracial couples. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not racist, but I don't like Chinese people. <laughs> that's racist. Yeah. Maybe they think racist only applies to black and white. Yeah, I'm not racist, but why is it always the black guy who always pulls the gun? Hmm. What? When? They wrote, Where? Hmm? What? No, no. <laughs> no, but then it's funny that all these people, when they're kind of like singled out and the spotlight goes on them for being racist, immediately go and delete all the tweets or delete the whole account yeah. in general. And that's that's kind of if you're gonna be racist and throw that shit out in the public forum, own it. You know, don't just yeah. be like, oh ah, shit, people. I feel yeah. the same way. Just like, why is there this? Like thing to clarify, like I'm not right. If you're gonna be racist, yeah, like just be like oh, okay, right. <laughs> this is how I feel. Yeah, be cool with your racist. Le- it's like yeah, like they already feel this guilt, mm-hmm. but they're like no, 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 no. I don't hate everybody. Maybe yeah. they f- they think that if they just post it and get it out, yeah, it'll make it better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If you throw it out to the world at Yeah, large. and then they realize how stupid it is. I'm not racist, but why can't we have slavery again? You know, like, <laughs> oh, no, that's very racist. No, but it's sad that it's a, lo- it's a lot of white high school kids are the ones that are up on this site. You know, like, yeah. you think that, you know, yeah. they're dumb. Well, it's, it's dumb, dumb I mean, people. I think it's also because they don't realize the public aspect of, of Twitter well, and social because they, yeah. they grew up with it. Like, right, yeah, like so it's just, really it's just dumb. They just think it's something that only their friends can see. Mm. Yeah, it, it, I, feel, really I feel that's a lot with like younger yeah. people. I feel that's why there's all those leaked sexual photos, like yeah. naked photos of people because they're like, just where because you text it, where, 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 like, where a, well, like, like when uh, is anyone up? Is there a new yeah. one of those? There has to be a new one of those by now. Yeah, right? there's like, you know, like uh, GF porn. You know, like, it's like if you search any of that kind of shit, that's, you'll get that. It's all, it's all just selfies in the mirror of chicks naked. And it's but like, look, if you send that to somebody, yeah. that even, like if you, story. even if you trust that person. <laughs> it's the best one. Yeah. No, well, of course. It. You want the best. Yeah, you want the story. Yeah. yeah. No, these are just galleries of a bunch of chicks in front torch. of the mirror. Well, yeah, I've, I know all those. That's yeah. not a big deal. I'm talking about that yeah. one where it's like, this girl is from here and she works at this place. Right. And and then you see like them in their work uniform and then Here's see them like with band members she's fucked. Right. Three black kids are in the hallway of my apartment building. I'm not racist, but I think they're here to steal. <laughs> anything but racist. Who said that? <laughs> Enjoy Caroline said that. At Enjoy Caroline on Twitter. Oh, joy. Joy. <laughs> not into spreading joy. And it's like, hey, if, you, if you're that suspicious, why tweet it when you could just call the cops? Right. Yeah. I'm not racist, but I won't lie. Black people scare me. <laughs> Look. Don't lie. You're racist. She has a phobia. She was born with it. Maybe. Yeah, it's genetic. I'm not racist, but I don't like Arab people with those things on their head. (laughs) On their head worries me. They don't even take the time to learn. And they're not. uh, Hey, like Lady Gaga said, (laughs) they were born this way, man. 
Yeah, with the thing on their head that worries you. <laughs> not ra- <laughs> no, not the racist. <laughs> not racist, but I will never trust any guy from Middle Eastern and African countries. Yeah, Rob. How's that? You're a liar. <laughs> Rob lies. <laughs> Rob steals your information when you sign up to metal injection and uses, and uses it. He's that man. He's a terrorist. I'm how you get all those emails from Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Rob. <laughs> all the penis pills, that's from Rob. Yep. <laughs> all right, we have a call. 561, you're on the metal injection livecast. What's your name? Where are you from? And are you racist? Hi, I'm Jermaine. I'm Jermaine. I'm from Orlando, Florida. Jermaine's probably not racist. Jermaine, you're in Orlando. That's racist. Florida. <laughs> That's racist. Florida. That's racist. In your best yeah, behavior. I'm in Orlando. Right, first of all, anyone that says not to be racist is racist. Yeah, pretty yeah, much everything like, that comes after that statement is going to be really racist. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like that old phrase like, of like the bless her heart. You know anything that no like, offense, yeah, but it's something horrible is going to come yeah. out of your mouth right after that. But I'm going to. You guys you. can't tell. I'm a black guy. I just yeah. I can't tell because like I don't see color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I We're not racist. I can't, I can't tell. I don't want to sound racist, but I couldn't tell from the sound of your voice. But I could definitely tell by your name. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna name my white son Jermaine. Just, just to throw that. Yeah, out. How do you exactly. know you're gonna have a white son? But also oh, racist with the G. Well, if I'm still with Vanessa, it's not gonna be white. You're right. There you go. <laughs> so what were you gonna say, Jermaine? I was like, back to the topic you brought up earlier about, like, metalhead racists. I don't think it's so much to hate. I think it's more of, like, a fear. Because, like, I hang out with metalheads all the time. And when I meet other new metalheads, they're just like, holy shit, this black guy is actually, this black guy knows his shit. And, like, That's kind of racist, shit, though, isn't so. it? Wait, do you mean new metalheads as an N-U umlaut or N-E-W? <laughs> no, I mean, like, like <laughs> friends. Oh, okay, right. Like, in new people that I meet that are metalheads. Gotcha. But isn't wouldn't you say that's like a bit of a racist mindset to have? Like, oh, you're not too bad for a black guy, you know? Yes, like, yes. That's, that's saying that oh, black guys in general are bad. But really, it are, is what they're saying that they don't like black people, or that they no, don't their like pre- preconceived notions of black people that, were, going but that to. they that they're probably like thugs and like hip hop and whatever. Maybe right. that's because only thugs like hip hop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not like every white white no, 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 hold on. Not only thugs love hip-hop, White but girls. all thugs love hip-hop. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. There's some thugs I've met that like some country. Fair enough. So Isn't that I, just I, a... I hopped on the show too late. I don't know if you guys had brought up the Chris Brown thing that's been popping up recently. Oh, we have not yet brought that it up. Rob yeah, the, the ma- fuck out. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my That's so ridiculous. You know, okay, and here's another. I think we've talked about this on the show. Like, constantly when I post these, like, super mainstream stories, like Chris Brown wearing. of metal. Wearing, uh, well, I'm not the old. Every metal blog picked it up. Chris Brown wore a leather jacket with, with like, patches on it for crossover bands, like yeah. Dirty Run DRI and Suicidal Tendencies and Corrosion of Conformity. Yeah, but this isn't the first time this has happened. Like, you know, like... With I mean, him? Well, with him, yes. But, like, I mean, with other hip-hop people. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, like, Lil Wayne had those pants with, well, like, yeah, you I know, mean, Doom. Well, Molly Cyrus is wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she actually says she likes Iron Maiden. Yeah, I'm sure. But I also, they sell, like they sell, why would she lie about that? Like, who gives... Who's, how does that help her to lie that she likes Iron Maiden? 
broader audience, perhaps. Really? She's a redneck. Of course she's probably going to like yeah. it. But also, it's like, I'm sure she was dating a guy that was into Iron Maiden. He played... So she just liked it for that moment. He played, that, he played one maybe, song for her. since she's a musician, she heard it somehow. Yeah, no, it's not... In a studio and it's like, or, it's not Iron Maiden is this underground band that yeah, like five like people know about. They're a huge band. Yeah, everybody... Anyway, so yeah, Chris Mann wrote the, uh, did this, and I posted this, and like on Facebook, so many people were like, who the fuck cares? I don't care. Meanwhile, it was... All three posts that I did well, about here, it were the most the most shared posts. story in in my window now looking at Metal Injection. The dude who designed Chris Brown's metal jacket says that guy doesn't know who Cro-Mags are. The yeah. they said that that jacket That's a is title? a jacket that needs to be designed. That guy, the guy who designed Chris Brown's jacket should kill himself. Yeah, and those jackets go so for $5,000. What, what an idiot. Just go see the band play and buy merch, yeah. buy patches well, that, and the, do it the point is that he could just pay for it he doesn't have to so anyway what were you going to say about the the chris brown thing jermaine sorry to keep you on the line while we no i was just wondering if you guys had brought it up yet but obviously you have so oh no 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 you just just brought it you just brought it up for us well well i just wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were on the whole issue like what are your thoughts i think the jacket looks terrible i don't really know enough about chris brown to say like uh he he beats women (laughs) woman that jacket but he paid for it, so obviously he does. Yeah. And Do you thing, think any of the bands saw that money? Yeah. Uh, no. No, no, not at all. No. No, no band saw that money. But yeah, Municipal Waste... They uh, tweeted about it. They tweeted that, like, uh, Chris Brown... They said that Chris Brown can wear our jacket all they want, but he's still a moron. Yeah, he's still an, an asshole, asshole or whatever. And so is anyone else who wears a jacket. Right. But then people commented after that tweet that they sent, because that tweet was then posted on BuzzFeed, of like, oh, uh, the, like, l- little known metal band, you know, like comments about Chris well, Brown jacket. That got them attention. Uh, yeah, but, but it's true. It's so true, though. It's like, this right. is a lot of publicity for Municipal Waste, but... Yes. No, but, but like, the comments hmm. seem to be shifting. Like, it's like, people are now starting to get, like, fed up with the, yeah, yeah, we all hate Chris Brown yeah we got it you know like yeah yeah you know kind of thing and that's kind of sad <laughs> well, well even Rihanna's know. forgiven him so shouldn't we all no <laughs> of course not no. I know <laughs> but, uh, nah I mean I like forgiven for that I don't know if you saw I don't know if it was Sweden or Switzerland um, but Sweden I think Sweden they posted like uh, he was coming there to do a show and some you know some rights group or whatever put up posters Vandalist, everywhere really. yeah and yeah. then uh, of like Hey, tonight, Chris Brown at this kind of theater. Then on the poster was a big photo of Rihanna's beaten Busted down face. face. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. I think what he did is awful. Like, it's yeah. not cool at all. Uh, and I, it's weird how he, he's just like back in pop culture and whatever. And if that's the case, and if people are like cheering for him, it's like I, I'm, I'm kind of on the like, okay, we get it. He hit her. It's like okay, uh, well, all right, but it's not just he hit her. That key fucking went to town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He fucked her up. And I'm not saying there's any degree of like one hit, one slap is this. You know, it's all all bad. bad. But I think it's even worse when you see like uh, there also was a post on BuzzFeed where like some um, they had a big list of tweets from girls that say, oh yeah, oh oh, Chris Brown, he could beat me anytime. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just dumb girls that are like deserve to get hit, right, Rob? (laughs) (laughs) Right, Rob? Never been with a guy at all. Probably they're just like twelve year old tweens, and it's just like. one thing that Gary Suarez, really yeah, yeah, true. Gary Suarez brought up a point on Twitter uh, from, from Metal, Metal Sucks. Sucks. He said that like, is it racist that we're like 
you know, calling out Chris Brown for being a white beater. Like, why is that the thing that he's identified for when there's been plenty of other white wife beaters that are totally forgiven? Like Tommy Lee. No one ever brings up yeah. that sure. that he no, beat Pamela statement. Anderson. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, that's that's accurate. He is. A, I mean, I do not consider Tommy Lee cool or anything like he's a scumbag mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. But I don't like I've totally forgotten. Tommy that Lee just, we didn't see photos of her. No, there, there were photos. Oh, I feel like when that well, happened. You guys got Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's true. That's Me true. But he's a. He's <laughs> oh, that's racist. Fuck is that? That's racist. <laughs> you Jews, you got your fucking. Yeah. But uh. So so, so you're a black dude into metal, Jermaine. How yes. did you, how did you get into metal? How did you find out? About, first, and how old are you? First of all. I'm 23. I've been in the metal since I was 15. Okay. Now, like, like uh. I was hanging out with a guy from my radio class then. He introduced me to Manson at first, and then, like, I got into that, and I just started listening to, like, stuff that was more harder, and since then, I've just been big on metal. Was his name Turbo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Turbo's in Oklahoma. (laughs) Never south. But uh, now, what uh, what genres do you say that you uh, are into most nowadays? Yeah, what are are the bands you're into? Um, I still listen to Bodum. I'm about to go see Death Clock next week. I like Whitechapel, Devil Driver, Metallica. Like, I don't have an exclusive genre that I listen to. I like all variety. Open-minded. Gotcha. That's cool. That's cool. Do you notice that when you go to shows, like, certain, like, genres of, of metal, like, are more, you know, like, just cool with things? Or do you ever feel like when you go to, you're in the crowd that some people are, like, kind of shitty towards you or anything? If I go to a Slayer or Black Dahlia, I get looked at a lot. Really? Aww. Really? Have you ever, like, has anyone, like... Is that anything racist? No one's ever reacted. Did. No one's ever given me a reaction to it. It's just like I get like these really dirty looks, like I shouldn't be there. Oh. I'm just kind of like, "Fuck you!" I'm I pay for my that's, ticket. That's what so. yeah. I expected at at a Slayer show, though. Isn't at it? a Slayer show, yeah, that could be expected. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, like, yeah. feel like a goat whore. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. It's just not a big deal. Well, it's New Orleans, man. <laughs> and there's only three other people there, so it's going to be a hard time. <laughs> But uh, no, I did notice though that like going to more like grindcore, chaotic hardcore shows, it seems to be like way bigger numbers of of black kids there than when you go to yeah. see like. But I, I think it's through skating. Yeah. I think yeah. black black kids found skating and they kind of got into hardcore through that. Right. No, I agree. Like yeah, like I love like we went and saw Trash Talk a couple of weekends ago, and I think the crowd was like half white and half black, and I was that was made me so happy. They're well, like, that was that's clearly because of their well, and they had the, the odd, uh, well, they had the odd feature guys yeah, open yeah. up too, but it was just no, but it was good because they're a little punk rock kids. It wasn't like you know, yeah, yeah. Was, but, I feel like like uh, punk rock has has seeped into like black culture. It, right. I, it feels really weird to say that, <laughs> like, bla- like I am Especially in any as a, way as an a expert. white Jewish, <laughs> yeah, man black culture. From no, but, like, no, but when I went, like, like I went to see Converge. Uh, at the House of Vans last summer and it's basically just this warehouse that Vans uh, does free shows in Mm -hmm. and there were so many black kids with like like, you went right home (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to sound racist but there were so many black kids you called your mom you're like can you come pick me up no I thought it was really great because I feel like this was probably these kids first hardcore show they just went because it's free and they were having a good time oh oh so black kids are only because free free wow Wow, Rob racist I don't want to sound racist but ain't no way no black guy is racist converge no but I do you like converge a little he doesn't like converge I'm not really too big on him like I do with or out with him yeah I got you a little too chaotic 
a little too crazy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I feel you. No, but like I, I but also talking Why'd about. Why'd you skate. have to say I feel you? you to do the <laughs> no, because I, I, I talk, a lot, talk, talk to a lot of metalheads. Do you kids. Carson Daly? Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> pound it, pound it over the air, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the skating thing is like I when I lived up at 105 with Vanessa before we moved, there was a lot of kids because um, we lived right next door to um, like a low income housing, and like I would go take a walk and you know go have a cigarette and whatnot um and there'd be kids out skating and there me and vanessa were actually taking a walk one time and did some kids could not oh, cross the street yeah no did you cross the street no i always stayed on our side <laughs> no no yeah we were walked across the street and we were walking that way and um some kid couldn't get down a kickflip and like i stopped and like to tell him like what you know put his weight on the other front foot all that kind of shit and like and he saw like the black flag pin on my shit and we just talked for like 20 minutes about like mike valeli and all this kind of stuff and i was like this and that, that was where my preconceived notion came out. I was like, oh, shit. Because like, I didn't expect this kid to have this conversation yeah. with me. But like, and afterwards, I was like, that was really rad. That was yeah. really rad. But, so. Now you have a token black friend? Now I do. Now I do. Can, you bring him, that kid. can you bring him to the podcast so we can meet um, labor law quotas? Yes, I can. I can. <laughs> Jermaine, do you have any brothers or sisters? Or are you an only child? Uh, they're pretty much all spread out throughout the country. Well, no, no. Uh, so they're older. <laughs> no, we're asking yeah. you: Do you have any? Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah, I say, do. do they listen to? Are they in the metal? No. Yeah. <laughs> How do they feel about you being? Yeah. Into metal? Do they think it's a phase? Uh, they've been thinking it was a phase for the past since I was fifteen. It's an eight-year huh. phase. So you you could say you're the black sheep of your family. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's racist. I am the black sheep of the family. <laughs> I might as well be the white chief. Cause yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, that's not racist. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, it's the Metal Injection Livecast. I'm 3D, and for this next segment, I dug up two old clips from a couple of years ago. One is our mockery of Dave Mustaine's autobiography. And the other one after that is the infamous uh, Shlomo Angel of Death phone call. Anyway, so I'm holding in my hand Dave Mustaine's new book that came out yesterday. Wait, I, I have to give you tweezers so that you turn the pages. Oh, the come tweezers. on. You want to turn the pages for me? Come over here. You can do that. We'll hold it. We'll put it behind glass. And you can reach in, like, with those glove things, like on the handle plutonium. Yeah. Do that. You want to do that? Okay, hold on. Let me go into the airlocker. <laughs> airlock. Right. Why are the pages already stuck together? No, it was rubbing it on her cuckoo, she said before. This is my late night entertainment. You um, use your lips to turn the pages? By the way, Noah pointed out to me that the very first two words in this book are James Hetfield. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Seriously. she was kidding, but I went to the introduction and it starts off, James Hetfield, who used to be one of my best friends, <laughs> as close as a brother... Once observed with some incredulity that I must have been born with a horseshoe up my ass. That's how lucky I've been. Well, it's probably true, because he's been in rehab like 59 days, right? 59 times, I should say. So, uh, but we, uh, I'm just going to read For some ridiculous things in here. Like, I flipped, I opened the page, random book randomly, and I wind up with the, actually wound up completely by accident on the page where James Hetfield kicks his dog. Totally not bullshitting. Are you serious? Yes, the page 66. Can you read it? You want to hear this story? All right, I'm going to read this like Dave Mustaine. 
Prior to the formation of Metallica, I bought a couple of dogs to dissuade people from breaking into my house, which had happened on occasion in part because of my business interests, quote unquote. <laughs> did, he, did he write that in the book? That, because I started, I started reading the book last night on, on mm-hmm. the train, yes. and just reading it in my normal voice just in my head didn't suffice so I started reading it as if you were reading it and it made it so much better you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna record this as an audio book yeah. for you perfect can we sell it on the site is that can we do that okay these were formidable pups Staffordshire Terriers which are similar to pit bulls crossbred with Rhodesian Ridgebacks <laughs> And they quite naturally scared the shit out of most people. (laughs) But they were also very affectionate and loyal, and I cared for them immensely. When I traveled to Ron... Ron McGovney. When I traveled to Ron's house for rehearsal, or to a gig, I usually leave them behind to protect the house. Sometimes one of the dogs would keep me company. One day in the summer of 1982, I drove to rehearsal, and when I let the dog out of the car, she began running around. Dogs do that when they've been cooped up for a while. Thanks, yeah. Dr. Dr. Dave Mustaine. So educational. Dave Mustaine, dog whisperer. <laughs> At some point... Oh, I said that already. Okay. Yeah. At some point, the female jumped up on the front quarter panel of Ron's car, a beautiful Pontiac GTO, (laughs) prompting James to give the dog a hard kick across its chest. The dog, she was still just a puppy, let out a yelp and scampered away, and I went nuts. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, I gotta do James's voice. Ginger Rage. She's scratching the car, man. Yeah, James said. As if that was an acceptable excuse for kicking a dog. Fuck you, I said. (laughs) No, he actually wrote fuck you. Like, he's writing it and remembering it now. Fuck you. Like oh yeah, that's mad. when I said "fuck you." The actual no, he, he he wrote all of these like in his diary at the end of the day. <laughs> really? That I seems think like so. was did he actually the write this written, though? Like, really seems like it. Hey like, Noah, he fuck it. you! I'm trying to read my book here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this like written by Dave Mustaine and you know as told to somebody or look on the side of the? It just the, says the Dave spine. Mustaine. Oh, with Joe Layden. Yeah. Ah, so he didn't really write. Maybe this didn't happen. The a- oh, here we go. The actual fight didn't happen right there. They call it a hang fire. Like when there's an unexpected delay between the trigger of a gun being pulled and the actual discharge of the weapon. <laughs> I know, because I shoot guns a lot. People. <laughs> That's you know- it? <laughs> no, no, no. I added that. Sorry. Sorry, That was a footnote. <laughs> You know it's coming and there's no stopping it. It's just a matter of time. James and I alternately cursed at each other. (laughs) Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) There it is. That's how I know about guns. I have one in my pocket. Uh, but, But let me skip ahead. Oh, okay. You keep talking like that, and I'm going to punch you in the mouth, I said. 
Fuck off! Yeah! <laughs> I have to add yeah at the end of every jazz yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah! <laughs> In the middle of this exchange, Ron walked out of the bathroom and into the living room. He and James went way back. And despite the fact that James often treated him like shit, <laughs> Ron instinctively de- defended his friend. I don't know how to do a Ron McGovney voice, so I'm just gonna say. No one knows. your usual voice. Yeah. <laughs> You hit him, you'll have to hit me. You hit him, you'll have to hit me first. (laughs) Miss Thing. Shut up, Ron, and sit the fuck down, I said. And then James jumped to Ron's defense. You touch him, you're going to have to hit me first. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus, I thought. I think in my voice, too. See? (laughs) What is this? Some kind of fucking game show? I realized I would have to make a decision. Okay, you win. Wow, that's kind of a pussy decision. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I screwed up. Yeah, Dave's telling a better story than me. You win, I said, and with that, I threw a right cross that landed flush against James's face, turning his mouth into a pile of bloody chiclets. (laughs) What a metaphor. That's great. Saying James had to feel his big teeth. No, he had chiclets in his mouth. Oh. (laughs) He was eating chiclets. I'm eating chiclets right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got bad breath. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. 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 To my surprise, Ron immediately jumped on my back. Reflexively, I gave him a hip to- a hip toss. I gave him- <laughs> He's in the WWE. <laughs> I got a great. Someone in the chat said uh, Chitalica. <laughs> if he remembered that incident, that would have been the name of the band. A few people are saying, "Get to the part where Dave says he's gay." Yes. <laughs> right after that, I realized I was gay. <laughs> He flew across the room and landed on an entertainment center, sending shards of particle board all over the place. Imagine, like, what an entertainment center was in 19-whatever this was. It's probably, like, 9,000 pounds. Probably hurts a lot more than now. Oh, here you go. And destroying the old Pong video game hooked up to the TV. The fight might... He had an Xbox (laughs) 2. The fight might have gone on longer if not for the presence of my friend and martial arts training partner, Rick Solis, who quickly intervened. JCVD. I I was right there by his side. I brought a woman a bitch for him to practice spotting on. I was enraged, ready to kill both Ron and James. When Rick came up from behind and grabbed my elbow, that piece of shit. No, I added that part. So. Pinching the ulnar nerve and rendering me incapacitated. He gave him the fucking Vulcan death grip. We stood there together for a moment, seeing nothing. Well, he was incapacitated by the Vulcan death grip. When suddenly James began screaming at me. You're out of the band! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah! Ooh! Yeah! You're not in the band anymore! No! Ron was yelling too. Lars, meanwhile, was in the bathroom watching people do coke. No, no, I'm kidding. Lars, meanwhile, was standing in a corner just sort of twirling his hair. I'm trying unsuccessfully to mediate a settlement. 
Come on, man. I, I don't want it to end this way. I, I obviously. <laughs> why is <laughs> wait? Why is he black? I don't know. That, no, that the, that was just my regular voice. So my regular why voice. Why are you black? My regular voice is black. I don't know why everyone thinks I'm black. You know that's funny because I just got a text from Sid, uh, and he said, "Tell Darren to be less ethnic and tell Sean to be more ethnic." <laughs> so I am just, devoid of ethnicity. <laughs> wait, my Mustang voice is black too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did that really come through? <laughs> well, before the music break. I was watching BT and drinking a Colt 45. <laughs> okay, so Mustaine said, Fuck you, I quit. And James said, Good, fuck you too. <laughs> That's the end of that chapter. So. Wow. Wow. That was amazing. I just want to say, Thank you, Dave, for writing this book because you just filled one segment on every show for the next year and a half. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were... I thought you were going to be reading this at the Barnes & Nobles on Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to wear a blonde wig and lose about 97 pounds. And people go up to him and be like, hello, me. I'll, I'll go there with a heroin needle hanging out of my arm and they'll think it's him. I'm here for my reading. 718, which I think is Shlomo also from his other line. Is it? Trying to trick us. Caller? Oh, he hung up. Yeah. figured him out. You want to take? No sure. I don't want to. Come on. Of course. Shlomo, are you there? Of course. Yeah. What's up? Why are you calling in? Um, A, I was up to your head. I don't know, know the head. Uh, what? Noah gave no, you, head? you were not up to Noah my head. You were up head. to my shoulder. No, he's he's Shlomo, saying he's is your dad there? Really is. Can we talk to your dad? I, I, I am, first of all, I'm um, five, three. I love how, how out of like all the things that we make fun of Shlomo about, he gets angry about his height. Yeah, we don't make fun of Shlomo. No, we don't make fun of him at all. Sid does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm malicious. Well, yeah. Shlomo is your dad there. Yeah. Put put Jomo Choima. Joe Choina. Joe Choina. Choina Choina. Hey. Can you go get him? Choina Choina. So is he there? No, for real. He's not there. He said. He's um he's um. He's by a gig, a gig. Um, he look queer, look queer. Um, he looks queer. In a queer no, club. He, he, he plays a lot of gigs. No, he's no, got no, a gig no, where he looks queer. Gigs. Okay. Um, it, um, he just throw up. The grizzly pear. No, it, um, he's at the grizzly pear. The grizzly bear. The grizzly yeah, pear. <laughs> looking queer at the grizzly bear. The grizzly bear. Pear. The grizzly pear. Grizzly bear. Grizzly Isn't that a gay porn? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Isn't that a <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Can we just put the audio for the rest of the show? Shlomo, is there... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? Do it again. <laughs> uh, was there anything else that you he's wanted to... He's just playing next to a grizzly. Did you want us to... Did you want us to... He's... He is by a gig called Zeris... If you want to see that show, good luck, because we have no idea what he just said. Uh, so you Shlomo, know what we need? We need to make an app that's like Shazam. You know, like when you don't recognize the song, you just put the Shazam app and it tells you what the song is. We need a Shlomo Zam. Oh, like the uh, the Shlomo Zam when uh, his brother created that dog. To yes, human yes, translator. yes. So we could. 
We need a slow mo. We could tag Tom Arnold. What he's saying. By the way, um, uh, Alex Skolnick will be playing in front of the monkey cage uh, right after <laughs> Slomo's father. Slomo, is there anything else you wanted us to uh, redact? What? Oh yes. Um. 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 um oh yes. Um. I said I wanted to do a a thrash a thrash or trash it. Um. You. I said to you that I wanted to thrash or trash it a bed. Okay, you could put it in the chat room. There's a special thread for that. Shlomo the forum. forum. Would, you, yeah, would you like to sing I mean. Poker Face for us, Shlomo? I did. Um, I, I, I did. Okay. Okay, we'll, put, we'll get to it eventually. Okay, well, yeah, sing Poker, fo- poker Face for us. Wow. It's right on key. Go ahead, sing it. <laughs> sing Poker Face for us. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no way. Yes way. Sing something. Come on. Jesus. All right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. I'll try. Um, okay. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to sing something. Uh, okay. Let me think. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, Angel. 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 I know death looks. Okay. Okay, one minute. Go. Okay, one minute. It's a hit. Go. Uh, Hold on, I got something for you to sing. One um, one minute. It's loading. No, no, no. I got something for you here. What's loading? The lyrics, I guess, maybe? Oh, oh, oh. No, I think the lyrics. No, the lyrics. He's getting... Okay, so Darren, cue up the music. What, what, yeah, this gonna be um, what song do you want? Angel, um, angel of Death. Oh, Angel, angel of Death. Oh, Someone's going to sing his version oh. of Angel yes. of Death. This is going to okay. be epic. I, this I have Angel of Death. I can queue it up, Shlomo. I'll queue it up for you. Oh, but it'll be behind. It'll okay. be yeah. Kosher Pizza Destroy okay. said it's loading so slow because he's getting the video for Metal Injection. Fuck you, Sid. I didn't say no, it, Kosher Pizza. You started it. Here we go, Shlomo. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Here goes. The scream. Come on. Who's going to be behind? Go. Oh, shit. The ring of pain. The ring of the when you die. So, yes. It makes pain. So that they didn't do your life. Falls in. Like hell. You want to live life. Your life worth. You must mind. But in his death. For your death. For them. For them. For them. In death. Thank you. 
Uh, wow! I couldn't tell. Was that Shlomo? Was, was that the real track? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, Shlomo. We we had a little error. We didn't record the yell at the beginning. Can you just redo that yell at the very ah. beginning? No, we got to hold it. It's a lot longer than but that. It's a you little longer. It. Ready? Three, two, one. Ah. Wait, no. Okay, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> one more time. Wait, now we're recording. Now we're recording. His mother's gonna run yeah. into the room. Okay, There's now be an Amber Alert. <laughs> now, uh, now we just we just need you to do the chorus. We just need the chorus again. Just go, Angel of Death. Da, 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 da. Uh, Angel of Death. <laughs> All right, his mom's out. Quick, quick, get him off. Hang up. Hang up. <laughs> okay, that up. was. I hung up. <laughs> just want to be a good DJ. Oh that was God. Ella Death by Shlomo Chorna. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Yes. LNF. Shlomo and the Slayers. LMF. That's the name. Wow. LNF. How many metal injection year end awards is that going to win? Every. 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 Clean sweep. That's it. Just we shouldn't even have the show. Wow. Just, here yeah. you go, Shlomo. That's it. Like, where can we really take the show, yeah. to the oh, show I from think here? This is it. We're done. Should we all just, just shake hands and walk off in the sun, sunset right now? It's over for us. I mean, that's it. That's I mean, that's top top of the chart. See you next week. Right. My <laughs> cheeks are in pain. <laughs> Everything after this will be a sad denouement compared to. It's the best of the Metal Injection live cast, the only show in the world where you can hear an Orthodox Jew singing about Auschwitz. That I know of, anyway. There might be one. I don't know for sure. Uh, I'd say it's probably unlikely that there's another show where that would happen. A deaf Asperger's Jew singing about concentration camps in World War II. And also, I noticed on playback, listening to that clip, uh, that... Sean used the word denouement, which I was very impressed by. That was a a million-dollar word that he threw in there. Um, So good for you, Sean. Uh, Next up, we have something even more bizarre than the Jew singing about Auschwitz and Sean using uh, 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 French-derived college paper English words. And it's... I don't know how to describe it other than a band nobody likes selling expensive tickets for the fans that they don't have to come hang out with them in Cleveland, of all places. And then after that, it's the introduction of a new character on the live cast in real time, completely made up on the spot. Here we go. Uh, Scott brought up a really good thing This mushroom head thing That we have to talk about It's so absurd So you know like Bands now to make money They pretty much have to do these Ridiculous VIP packages Like even when bands put out a new album There's always like a limited edition now With like a t-shirt and like some fancy tchotchke Mm -hmm. that That they charge like three times as much for And even when bands are on tour now They offer VIP packages where it's like you pay $100 and you can meet the band and hang out with them for Not five minutes. Not every band does that. Not every band, but a lot of bands, especially in metal now, are doing this. Mm. And with festivals, too. And the thing that I always see is like what they're charging $100 for 
is not to gloat is what I'm getting for free. Basically, if you start a metal blog and you have their publicist contact info, you can get the exact amount of time that they're selling for $150. Well, the P in VIP it, stands for Pierce. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Ed Pierce? Yeah. That's whatever he Very gets. important Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mushroom Head. When was the last time Mushroom Head was... Re- was Mushroom Head ever relevant? No, no never. Uh, they announced... This ridiculous package, they're, they're like, uh, we're, we're announcing this three-day VIP freakend in <laughs> early November, which is a month from now, okay. which will consist of, we- of a weekend of dinners, water parks, casinos, and- With the band? Water parks? Oh, yes. With the band? Okay, here, here's, here's the thing. So it's Join- their own gathering of the juggalo, yeah. basically? Join us for a mushroom head three-day freakend on November 3rd, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. What is it? A personal and intimate weekend to be spent hanging out, partying, and literally rubbing elbows, amongst Literal. other things- Oh. What other like what? is that blowjobs or like coke? What are they talking? Well, their about? name is Mushroom Head, with uh. the ba- with the band at a handful of Cleveland's most desirable haunts. What? <laughs> you have to go to Cleveland? Yeah. They're from Cleveland. Oh. Mushroom Head will not come to you. <laughs> what are we going to do? Do you get like a Browns game? Hotel parties, <laughs> five-star dining, top-shelf drinking, gambling, more drinking, laughing. Laughing is included in the package. <laughs> and, and generally tearing up the town. Plus a limited Q&A at your leisure, which is like, okay, the band's going to be there. You can just go up to them. How does talk them into it? What? Like, talk who- them into it? Are you kidding me? Hold on. What are we going to do? Oh, wait, no, I read that part. Then what? <laughs> this then is- what? Then More what? laughing. <laughs> a day of whirlpools, water slides, and fast-paced fun at one of the biggest water parks in America. In November? Yeah. In Cleveland? Yeah, really. So is that it? I hope so. Is that it? Oh, hail. No. Hail. Oh, my God. No. No, it's going to hail. They're in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, a, chef, a chef prepared meal fit for kings and queens served at the same tables that the band will be eating at. What? Oh, uh, no. You don't even have to go to the kitty table across the room. This, is, this, this sounds like the worst idea if I was inc- in the band. Hold on. This incredible meal will be followed by a musical performance from Mushroom Head. And they have to perform? Tina Fly's Viper. Nothing. You'll literally see nothing. And a few more jaw-dropping surprises left to be revealed here in Cleveland. How much is this? And now, now, what do I get out of it? A Grand Slam breakfast at Denny's. (laughs) All partygoers will receive a -a one-of-a-kind custom-made mask to commemorate this eventful weekend like none before and an exclusive screening of a couple slash few new cuts of the new record will also be on the itinerary for your enjoyment. Possibly it's all a, inclusive. Possibly a couple, possibly a few. We don't know yet. Depending on how much we feel like <laughs> doing. Screening audio for you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. So this will be. It's two twenty five hundred dollars. 
And then the VVIP experience is $4,500. And what does that get you? That sounds so good. There's I, a VVIP? I guess it's like a better hotel Are there, are there no. discount press passes so you, you get, can go and cover this? You get to take home some of their organs. Well. <laughs> mushroom Heads organs, their liver yeah. and spleen will be on display. What Mushroom Heads band members will literally clean your house for 40 <laughs> And They'll don't wipe your ass marrow. in the porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most absurd. So, so really, package. how did I mean? Do you think that the band agreed to this? Yes, or did the manager convinced them? I'm sure they get to do all of you this think for they wanna, free. No, but you think they want to do it with their crazy fans? No, no one's going to no show one's up. Gonna pay who? What fan of Mushroom Head has forty five hundred dollars that they could come up with? Forty five hundred dollars. That's the VV. Oh yeah, twenty five. Okay, twenty five hundred dollars yeah. that they can come up with in one month and fly to Cleveland, like. What? <laughs> Who? Who's no going to do this? No one would even Too really shy. do that for Kiss, I don't the think. Thing, like, the thing is, there's that metal cruise that happens every year. It's less than 25 dude. You can go on a cruise uh, for a I week. A and with 40, better bands. With 40 yeah. bands. <laughs> Could you 40 bands on a cruise versus... Yeah. I'm passionate band. about this. Yeah, one band that sucks. That's Mushroom. <laughs> Could you call their management and see if we could set up an interview so they could promote this and we could ask them all these questions? Oh, my God. Seriously. I, I, yeah. I, I promise I will work on this for next week. Yeah, we so need how, to know. But how did this relate to Skeleton Witch? Uh, he, was, he was just talking. He mentioned how he saw this and he uh-huh. was talking shit on them. <laughs> What did oh. he say? Same thing we're it's, saying? Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, we should start a Kickstarter to like get the funds to send Noah. Me. Oh my God! No way! No way! Would you go? Come on, just for yeah, journalism, like for, for the experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'd have a story to tell <laughs> when I come back. Yeah. I, okay, I don't. I see. I don't even know what mushroom. I don't think I've ever listened to mushroom. I was yeah. just gonna say I want to hear. Do I've never heard like of mushroom. Slipknot, but shittier. I know yeah, what yeah. genre they're in. I don't it's know. It's like new metal. Yeah. It's like K rock music. This sounds like head PE already. Oh my God! Is this the big hit? This is the most. So I have to pay forty five hundred dollars to listen to this all night. To go to a new metal show. Can somebody pay me forty five hundred dollars? Wow. So bad. Yeah, it does sound a lot like disturbed, doesn't it? Vocally. Just gonna say random syllables really fast, like I'm rapping, but I'm really not. I blame corn. Uh, the crazy thing is, Mark from Chimera, who also lives in Cleveland, said for $4,500, you can buy a house yeah. in Cleveland. <laughs> you can yeah. move in next you door to Rutgers. You can buy Cleveland. <laughs> I think. You could be their neighbors. Yeah. Go to the laundry. You could just them. buy Mushroom Head's house from them <laughs> and evict yeah. them. <laughs> so they have to stay with you. <laughs> That's our Kickstarter. Should be for forty five hundred dollars to house. evict Mushroom Head from their own from house. Cleveland. Can one of our, There must be some listener who has like rich parents. Can you put up forty five hundred dollars to buy Mushroom Head's house and kick them out on the street? Please, just do it. <laughs> Let us know. El Dudorino in the chat asks, what would a live cast VIP package be? <laughs> Anything better than hanging out with Mushroom Head. Yeah. That's what it would be. Yeah. That's what, if you're a fan of Mushroom Head, the VIP package is you don't have to listen to Mushroom Head. Yeah. That <laughs> we will hang out and not listen to <laughs> Mushroom yeah. Head. We will make sure that we never meet you in your life. That's like, it's like payoff, payola. Yeah. <laughs> 
If Mushroom Head sees you walking down the street, they'll go to the, cross the street to the other side. <laughs> Fiddle asks, wait, so Mushroom Head all live together? Yes. And we're saying no. Oh. Just all of their houses combined to be worth <laughs> $4,500. Yeah. It's a buyer's market. <laughs> In Cleveland. I bet we would have a better VIP package for forty five hundred. Oh, yeah. yeah, like it would be like Do you know could, how much you weed could we could have in that package. Eat sunflower seeds with me. I could yeah, teach you yeah. proper sunflower seed training. Sid could teach you how to be cynical. Noah could make a cheese plate. I'd watch meat holes with the audience. <laughs> <Bacon>. Yeah, <laughs> Darren would Dar- share his finest Darren meat hole corn. Shopping with you. And he'll do voices. Sean, Sean will not show up, which yeah, is yeah. worth the money alone. That's double. You pay double for Sean not to show up. <laughs> that's the VVIP. So in that description, though, that he gave before, there was one thing where he said, what do I get out of it? Was he referring to the, the band? No, 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 no. no. The, the, the listener who pays. The crazy thing is that... Uh, and then it's a mask. That's what they get out of it. So that's like the, a collector's mask. It's a once in a lifetime weekend, is what they get out of it. Memories for the rest of their life. I know that's what I thought was implied. It's like, oh no, no, you get to take a home mask. a mask <laughs> to hide yeah. your face. No, it's like that's not so, it. Yeah, you also shame. get a mask. That's so when you come back home, you don't walk around and people say, "That's the guy who hung out with Mushroom Head." Yeah. Nobody wants to be seen getting off a flight from Cleveland. <laughs> it's embarrassing. So you wear a mask, and that way they don't so, identify you. The crazy thing is that I, when they posted this on their Facebook page, I had to look at the comments. I was like, are people going to shit on this? No. Nope. That's no, great. Of course not. This is a great thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, first of all, they have 143,000 fans. I can't wow. wait to do Take this. I can't wait to do this. They go, I would sell my soul to be able to go with this, to go to this and party with you guys. Get what? Guess what, Ryan? If you're a fan of Mushroom Head, your soul does not cost $4,500. Yeah, I was about to say you have no soul. <laughs> well, that as well. Sell. Uh, fuck, wish I could go. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking? Heartbreaking. Hope everything goes well this, this month so I can just hop on a plane for it. You sure these are not like bought YouTube comments that people pay I for? Don't know. Yeah, it's a Let it's me ask this bot. question. What if you don't buy any of these packages? You just go to Cleveland and find them walking the streets during that weekend and like start just, following them. Yeah, they have to, they have an exclusivity agreement. They have to run away from you. Is there going to be like security to keep <laughs> all the riffraff out? Holy mother of fuck! This sounds worthy oh. of quitting my job to go to. What? Now just to find a way to right. get there. Yeah. yeah, like he wasn't like he has a job that's not worth get, quitting. Get anyway. my boss at Danny's on the line right now. <laughs> Anyone have two thousand dollars I can borrow? <laughs> oh, two thousand. He has the five hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they limit how much blood you can donate in a week. <laughs> There's a cutoff. <laughs> wow. Anyone? There's no ones? negative uh, anything, really. I think you need to swing by Johnson City, Tennessee, and pick me up, son. Yeah. It would be awesome to hang out and hear the new tracks. You guys are pioneers of what you do and have you have influenced music greatly. Really? <laughs> what is it that they do? He doesn't he's not specific. Cop- copy is- disturbed. That's yeah. what they do. <laughs> wow. Mushroom head P. Seriously, all positive. Okay. Do they maybe, maybe delete the They negative? probably have to delete the bag. Is that is, to is that two thousand dollars a person? No one would want to go to this alone. I know my girlfriend would love to go, but there's absolutely no way I can afford four thousand dollars or two thousand dollars for that matter. Okay, so that's the that's the negative comment. This is too so great, and I'm pissed at you that I can't afford it. 
That's what they left up. So basically everyone is saying this is great, but they can't afford it, which was my exact criticism of this <laughs> of this idea that no mushroom head fan has two thousand dollars to blow so on a what's, weekend. What's the point of doing all this? A publicity stunt? No, because they want to do all of this for free. So they're like, well, if we charge our idiot fans for for their stay and our stay, (laughs) then we can go for free. They did the math and they figured it would cost $2,000 for them to do it. So they're like, as long as one person shows up, we're paid for. (laughs) Yeah. And they're probably only going to be one person that shows up. I can't believe there's Mushroom Head fans who even can't afford this. I can't believe there are fans of Mushroom Head who'd want to do this if it was free even. Well, here we go. Fuck, man. (laughs) Fuck that man, I should say. The cost of this is way too much. (laughs) Plus, if you love your fans, free is better. Or just lower the cost. Who the hell is going to pay? (laughs) If you love your fit, like they should just go hang out with all their fans. Yeah. Uh, we, the hardcore fans who love you guys, only if it was cheaper. This sucks for some. <laughs> Great guy. Wow. $4,500. Mushroomhead will come to your house and kick you in the ass. Oh, this is a great one. Wow. That would be so awesome. I'd love to go. Cleveland is awful far away and $2,500 is a good deal. Was there a comma in there? Cleveland, no. is, yeah, Cleveland awful. is awful. Far away. Yeah. <laughs> That's more accurate. I, he, he, this is very telling. The same guy. I can't even afford twenty-five. dollars LOL. Uh-huh. Ugh. 2500 no or twenty five. Everyone is like, would love to go. No one is saying, I will go. Rob, yeah. it, I think it's on you. Frank Gonzalez says... Time to put my little sis on the corner and put her ass to work. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Wait, so I have a question. So if no one can go, then does that mean that Mushroom Head will just show up and do all these well, activities alone? Yeah, they're I, gonna eat, I they have go- to eat dinner anyway. I'm going to actively follow Mushroom Head's Facebook page so that in two weeks we Dude, can get, get this interview. Seriously. We can get, sorry guys, freak end is canceled. You know what? I'm going to email their publicist. Please. I'd be like... Uh, we discussed the freak end on our podcast. Our viewers are very excited. Yeah, we'd like we to were, get some from the <laughs> We, we had a bunch of people calling we, yeah, in. Yeah, we were wondering if the, the band, if anyone from the band could call in to further help promote this freak end. <laughs> so that, freak so, end. So I am absolutely going to do, I'm going to work. Every fiber of my being is going to work Please. to try to get Mushroomhead on the show next week. Do you, and like, do you, are we allowed to like give them shit? Oh my god! Pretend, like, like, hold on, you don't care. Do, okay, I don't know if I want to burn that bridge with yeah. Mushroomhead. Well, I don't know who their publicist yeah. is. I don't know. I can't imagine it's anyone because <laughs> any anyone reputable would have yeah, talked who, them out of this. You know what? Even if a lot of the times when a band has a publicist, even their publicist acknowledges that they're a terrible band, yeah. and they're just like, "Look, even if you shit on them, do please, whatever. Please just give us, yeah. give us publicity. Why don't we have the skeleton witch guy call in and and should be? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It won't be hard to find people to shit on Mushroom Head. Okay. Okay. I could see this being more realistic if it was around $500 a person. Yeah. But for that kind of dough, you better bring Dime Bag back. <laughs> for $4,500, you should reanimate the, a, a corpse, corpse of a dead person. From a different band that they have nothing to do with. Oh, it's like, sure. He, yeah. Here's a marketing professional. This one is a good one. What? Why don't you guys do a contest or something and pick three winner from different states? <laughs> With the economy and the way jobs are, a lot of people don't have twenty five to forty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Neither does Mushroomhead. That's why they're doing this. 
This, this, is, this is an awesome idea. I wish I could do it, but I also don't have the money to do that. Well, thanks, Marissa. For $4,500, I could build a rocket ship and fly to the moon with NASA. These people don't understand how much things cost, I think. Oh, here's a good one. Charles says, some of you just don't get it. This event will be a one-of-a-kind party for fans that can attend. Sorry if it's out of your price range, but don't knock what these guys are doing. It costs that much for inclusive concerts, events, after parties, meals, limo service to every event, and this is a one-of-a-kind mask made custom for you by the band. What? Sign totally not the guy from Mushroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Woof. <laughs> Oh, oh! This is a limited event to only fifty fans maximum. If they get five fans for this, yeah. fifty fans. They don't have fifty fans. <laughs> Ooh. Unbelievable! Fifty fans? That's ridiculous. That's like a—they're uh, like a band that people go to see the other band and they're opening. Yeah. I feel like they're acting so snotty, like they think they're the shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, they know though. They know that they're, if they only get one, they're still ahead though. So I don't think it matters. So. Oh, wow. Now they're saying they're doing a contest where the biggest Mushroom Head fan will get in for free, but it does not include airfare or cost uh, of the hotel. What, and what's the, how do you prove? I, uh, I would think buying this VIP package would prove that you're the biggest wait fan. Wait a minute. First of, all, exactly. first of all, the same person that's writing this is the guy that just defended it. Of it's, course. Uh, of course. And then he's like... Okay, we, uh, all you have to do is record your own video and represent yourself as to why and how you are the biggest Mushroomhead fan and post it on YouTube. When you have completed the video, send it to charles at bethevent.com and then we'll link to all the videos and have a book. You know, I could already tell you what the winner's going to be. It's going to be, hey, my name is Jimmy. I'm the biggest Mushroomhead fan because, look, I have a Mushroomhead CD. <laughs> I'm that guy that bought that CD you guys put out wow. that one time. The, he bumped winner. our sales. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what else you really need. Maybe I bought, I'm the one that bought your T-shirt that time. Uh, show your tits. <laughs> I, I could name two of your songs. <laughs> I can't name one of their exactly. songs. Exactly. Because you're only like, you're a mid-level fan. You're yeah. not on the high end. <laughs> I'm, based on <laughs> knowing the, the name Mushroomhead yeah. re pertains to a band, I'm one of their fans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. 4,500 is a three-day freaking couple special. Oh, oh, oh if, okay. if you bring so we can go together. Off. You say five hundred. So that should go as a couple with Noah. Yeah, yeah, come on, Rob. For a journalistic, you know what? <laughs> I think we have some money in the metal injection budget <laughs> wow. to go on a three-day freaking. Freak Let's end. blow it on a freaking. Freak I'm just gonna call the weekend the freak end from now on. Yeah. Oh, it's freak Friday. End. Time to kick off the freak end. The freak do, you, end. do you think this is like they're about to break up because they're just not making money and they're like, all right, let's try one more thing before we break as it up. Is. And if this doesn't work, we'll really break up. So you guys getting that forty five hundred dollar package might keep them together. Yeah. So don't do it. Right. Good point. Let them just break. <laughs> let nobody show up and then they break up. Said you made a valid point. Yeah. yeah I mean, isn't this going to be really embarrassing for them if nobody shows up? But if nobody shows up, who's there to know that nobody yeah, showed up? They won't know. The media, like metal injection. <laughs> they could yes. just go to it's their- career suicide. Well, they could just go to their titty bars anyway, grab some fucking roadie and say that he was the guy that paid it and put publicity photos yeah. on mm, That's true. Them <laughs> hanging out at Arby's. Yeah. We went to Denny's. We had a Grand Slam together. Yes. Olive Garden with their chefs from Tuscany. 
<laughs> oh, it's an indoor water park. That's oh, why. Thank God. Oh, great. Could you imagine just a bunch of metalheads hanging out what? in November in Cleveland? Can you imagine outside? what it smells like in that oh, indoor water park? Uh, it smells like Cleveland. It smells like chlorine, Cleveland, <laughs> ass. In that order. This is great one. During this special evening, Mushroom Head will not only take questions from the guests, they will be the guests. <laughs> It's like we're we're not only gonna take your money and ask you questions, we're gonna experience everything you're experiencing for your money. Yeah. They're going to be the guests and take questions from the guests. They're gonna ask themselves <laughs> yes. questions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's actually if you read between the lines, that's what that means. Yeah. Hey mushroom. You are not head. allowed to talk to mushroom heads. Why is you question. such a good band? Oh, well, because we're great. We love to play our instruments. Hey mushroom head, do you think Dick will make you slap somebody? <laughs> well, Pete us can do that to people i just keep picturing this like really awkward event where it's the band members and like maybe three nerds that were yeah. able yeah. to pay for this and they're just standing around being like um <laughs> hey, what's so up, what their do you want to ask us now or their parents got them a bar mitzvah gift hey yeah. mushroom head why did you make name your band after a gigantic penis head that's abnormally shaped well because we like penis it'll make you slap somebody <laughs> <laughs> hard to argue with do you think nope. that uh, DMX will, will go if you paid him? El Dandy just said, Mushroom Head would never play in the great Yankee Stadium. <laughs> oh. Probably not. <laughs> no, they sell popcorn. So, in conclusion, Mushroom Head. <laughs> Oof. Can we name this episode, Dick Will Make You Slap Somebody? Yes. I think we should name it Mushroom Head. Oof. That's weekend. John Holmes is making a great point. It's hard for Rob to interview over the phone when Sid is dropping farts in Rob's face. It's not. Uh, my ass is aimed away from Rob's face. It doesn't matter. It's strategically that way. <laughs> That's the way we set the, the uh, set, set up in here. It's safer for everyone that way. <laughs> Sid's ass is in an airlock. Yes. Sid is closest to the bathroom, yeah. which is the way it should be. Farts into a hefty bag. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show. Leave my pants out of this. It's budget. <laughs> But is that the name of the the brand? Budget? No, the name of the brand is Hefty Bag. Oh, I see. The joke is that I wear hefty bags oh. as pants. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. It's good for when it's raining. Yeah. It's smart. Or when I'm homeless. They're planning Are on you that. Planning? <laughs> You're like, oh, I think I'm going to have a home for When you work for Clear Channel, you always got to be prepared. Oh, jeez. You said they own by Bain Capital? Is At the true? moment. I didn't know that. I had no idea that that was a thing. Like, that's how terribly Clear Channel is doing. Mm. That they... At least my division. Ooh. Ooh. Good times. Are they, is their stock price higher or lower than Sirius? Probably higher, but I haven't really been keeping up. It's hard not to be higher than like two cents. Well, let's, <laughs> let's look this up right now. Rob and Noah were it. saying that it's really doing well recently. Doesn't Clear Channel have a big live business too, though? Yeah, I think that might be. That's a separate division, though. Uh, I don't know if that mm-hmm. side is also owned yeah, by Bain might, or not. They might just shut down the radio part and keep mm-hmm. the concert. It's fine by me. Stuff. Okay, Clear Channel. Oh, no. Let's see. There's Clear Channel Outdoor Holdings, which I'm thinking is probably the live thing. So is it Clear Channel Communications? Probably. Uh No, yeah. I guess there's no stock. Because only Clear Channel Outdoor Holdings. You're just delaying going to Syria. Shows up. I'll tell you. I don't care. Again, it has, like, what do I care? (laughs) 
I'm not getting paid based. I don't have like a share in there. But so it would appear that Clear Channel is kicking serious as that. <laughs> the live, the, no, this is Clear Channel outdoor holdings. Oh, okay. So this is like the the venues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like highway yeah. signs and shit. But also, yeah, it's it's not a, a maybe just like the I, I don't know. I can't what? rationalize it. But overall, it's it's being you a, a three spike right there. That was from you. Yeah, buddy. yeah, that's for me. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely looking at the five year chart for Sirius. It's basically back to 2008 levels. I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, 2009, I guess, is when they filed for bankruptcy oh. or whatever, and that's when it tanked Okay. the stock. But now it's it's stable now. So at, it is a good thing. At what? At almost $3 a share. Oh, okay. That's actually it's a lot better than the last time I saw it. All right. Yeah. Wasn't it like 50 cents or whatever? It was it less than that. Yeah. <laughs> it was less than 10. Yeah. Oh, wow. Digits. Wow, I should have invested. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I just remember because yeah, you'd be a three in air now. In my elevator at work, <laughs> they have like the stock updates when like if it's moving up or down, and the net change for Sirius was zero point zero cents, and there was still an up arrow. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> but you're not gaining anything, and that's looked at as an improvement. That's rough. That is rough. But no, I think it's doing well. They're doing like a lot more appy things, from what I've heard. They're getting into smartphone apps. Why don't you get into that? Help them out with that. You've got experience. Make yourself That's not my job there. That's not my job. Make them happy. Yeah. I am indispensable. My talent on I mean, air is, AP, is not happy. indispensable. AP. Rob's beard is very AP. Yes. <laughs> is it a little macho, guys? What do you think? Is it a little uh, terroristy? Uh, unkempt, I would say. It looks like the extension <laughs> of the top of the, you're of, not of the hair you have Persian. on top of your head. It's true. It's true. Derek just insulted your beard in the most no. polite sounding way. It's unkempt, I'd say. It's a little uh, <laughs> it's it's a wild. It's wild. It's a little wild and it needs a little trim. I wouldn't say that. It's just a I think the hair on your head is a little bit wilder than yeah. your beard. Yeah. They both are. It's a match set. The thing is, I just got a, a, a hair, not like a haircut, a trim. A shape. You a did? shape. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Like fun. After are you sure that they cut something? I was there. <laughs> I witnessed it. Are you paying it. attention? No, they definitely shaped it. It was much like froyer. I like ha- your hair. Were you anesthetized at the time? <laughs> <laughs> Do they give you like a beard shave too, you know, with a straight razor? That would be extra. That'd be pretty awesome. I've never. Oh, I've those never, are fun. Those. I've, I've, I've never gotten a, a straight razor shave. They're fun, dude. Yeah. 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 Looks that for you? It's like, it's just relaxing. How often do you get it? I mean, I've done it like twice in my okay. life. <laughs> I thought it's like, oh, it's like, you know, every, once every well, three weeks. Well, think of it this way. How often do you see me without mm. a beard? Right. That's true. Does it come with a happy ending? Uh, yeah. Nice. See, that's the fun part, Rob. Who's doing it? The shave. It's this guy named Sal. <laughs> <laughs> the old Italian man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the old Italian. He's got really good hands for happy endings. Yeah. Take off with the pants. Now we finish. Uh, well, he's got the... He's already got the massage oil on. <laughs> and he's got the straight razor at your throat while he's doing it, so you're sort of a captive audience. It's like autoerotic asphyxiation. Except with an old Italian guy holding a blade to your throat. It's everybody do it. It's a no problem. <laughs> it's a Sicilian way. <laughs> It's a not gay. It's the same everybody do it. <laughs> your Italian accent, I feel, is very on point. You know, you pay me, I juggle your culians, and that's uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, you know. Everybody happy. Everybody happy. I got my new app on the Android market. <laughs> I, think, I feel like that'd be the name of the shave. Everybody happy. Everybody happy. <laughs> Happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
Uh, you know what I put the one a year old baby, right? That's a gross. <laughs> That's, That's a, a no good. Too far? That's a too far. <laughs> Would you give a shave to a one year old baby? Never do that. I never do that. How old was baby Daniel? <laughs> He's like seven, eight. Oh. No, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's One old. year old is in it. Yeah. There's a window there that you don't yeah, touch a baby. Right. Whenever they can remember. Stick that's... it right in that window. <laughs> oh, no. Sid, <laughs> <laughs> you're a bad person. That's right. <laughs> I don't give a you a happy end. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Sal the jerk-off barber is not going to give you a happy end. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the episode, by the Sal way. Sal the jerk-off jerk barber. barber. It's a new character. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a no gay. <laughs> it's a custom. That's the catchphrase in the commercials. <laughs> it's a no gay. <laughs> Unless you like the gay, then it's a gay. We have a Vincenzo in the back for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Anno Judge. You know what I mean? <laughs> So whatever you like, 2012. <laughs> 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 massage parlors. Hmm. It's a good laugh, a good hearty laugh. <laughs> Everybody happy. <laughs> <laughs> Would Sally jerk off Barbara shave the Iron Sheik? Iron Sheik's not having that. You not touch me with that straight razor. <laughs> I break you in half. Piece of shit. Oh, here's a good. Do, doesn't the rabbi suck the baby's dick after the circumcision? Yes. Fact. Yes. <laughs> not. I mean, not as a general practice, but some guys got caught. Like they gave the baby herpes, and there was an outbreak of herpes in young children, babies, infants. That's because the old way that the or the really religious way is <laughs> old country way. <laughs> They do it with their mouths. It's the a no gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's how they. I mean, I don't. Th- is that really true, though? I mean, yes. like, I was a small set yeah, yeah, doing they did, that. They did yeah. it in uh, South Williamsburg, you know. No, no, no I, I know that. I mean, but those are that's like a small group of crazy people. That's not like oh, yeah, how yeah, all yeah. the Jews used to do it, and then they stopped, right? No, just the really religious ones. Yeah, but I mean, even like five thousand years ago, they weren't biting. There was like a small group of people doing that. Do they have tools back then? They had like a take like a sharp rock or something. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, shiv. my god! Well, they, they made <laughs> they shivs. Just, like smashed it all. Like- Look at who we're talking about. It's fucking nitwits with heat stroke in the desert. Fucking <laughs> going around beating gays with rocks and shit. I'm sure they had no problem smashing the baby's penis with a rock or biting it off. <laughs> I guess. But at that, that point, would be like, gay. They hated like, gay who, stuff. Maybe they used who? it as food. Yeah, but like, uh, where where did they, how did they learn about circumcisions if they're so like? Oh, wait, wait. You know, we we're so b- backwards. But hey. We gotta cut that baby's dick off. Uh, I don't think they can. Or I half think that's the yeah, opposite of circumcision. Right? Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's from like the Torah or whatever. Mm. But who, whoever wrote that, how did he figure it out? Yeah, I don't know. God told him. There you go. God's into LSD. dick biting. God's like, you don't want to get an infection on your dick. Cut, cut yeah. some of it off. To so have some herpes. I didn't realize yeah. God sounded so much like no. Jerry Seinfeld. No, circumcision <laughs> is when you make like a, a, a promise to God or something. So you're sacrificing your, your foreskin for God. What? And luckily well, the babies why. are totally conscious of that when it's happening. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> How can you make a promise that you don't know is going on? Because it hurts know. a lot if you do it when you're older. 
I understand. I'm just saying, like, to say that's when you make a promise to God. It's like, hey, baby, guess what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) they're forcing you to make a promise. Well, maybe back in the in the olden days, you had you did it much later. You didn't live that long back then, so the babies were like the twenty year year olds. Yeah, you said today I'm a man of your bar mitzvah because like it's it's (laughs) TikTok. God's a dick. He's like, hey, give me that. Give me the part of your dick. The most sensitive part of your dick. Give it to me. That's the moral of the Bible. Can God, that be a drop, uh, by the way, what Rob what? just said? Sure. What the, what the, give me a time to. One Damn hour, it. One hour, two, one hour, one 45, hour 45 minutes. minutes. I got it. That is fantastic. Oh, thank you, Rob. Every week there's something new. No, my career. Someone has to make a mashup with all of these together. That'll be your new intro on Sirius. <laughs> See, I'm specifically not repeating what you said because I don't want to also be in a drop. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> I sucked it like a popsicle, totally. <laughs> Do I regret that? I sucked it like a popsicle, totally. It's a no gay. The Metal Injection Live cast. And finally, we're going to close out with one of the biggest interviews we've ever done on the show. Phil Anselmo and Bruce Corbett came on to discuss their split record that they did together and to talk to callers including Shlomo, and not answer questions Rob didn't ask about Pantera. All right, we are back, and we're about to bring on two very special guests. And I'm really, really excited to have both of them on. We are welcoming currently Phil Anselmo, uh, of Ma- the man needs no introduction, and Bruce Corbett also doesn't need an introduction, but he just happens to be the front man of Warbeast. Hey, guys, you're both on the air. Hey, you supposed to say it first, Bruce, me and you. <laughs> well, I, I was going to let you guys uh, you guys deal with it, but I think you handled it like pros. Yeah, this is, that, that is probably the greatest intro in the history of intros. Oh, well, thank you. I, I second that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I've been doing this for a while, so I feel I got the whole intro thing down. It's just the rest of the interview. That's where the problems come in. <laughs> so, uh, where are you guys? I'm assuming, obviously, you guys are both in two different locations. Where are you uh, calling us from? I'm, a, I'm out here in a DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Mm. I'm out here in about an uh, hour out of New Orleans, Louisiana. I, I actually meant actual addresses with zip codes so that any fan listening nearby could just come by and say hello. No, I'm just kidding. Bruce, you ought to give your social security. <laughs> I can do that. Please don't. <laughs> I want to. Well, thank you guys for taking some time to do this. As I've been mentioning on the show, there is a split EP coming out this Tuesday called War of the Gargantuans, which features War Beast and the Phil and Phil and the Illegals. Is that the uh, correct name of the project? Uh, maybe this time around. Oh, all right. Well, how did the idea for the split EP come about? Sure, man. Uh, well, it was like, I think it was the summer of 2010 and Crush the Enemy, our first Warby sound was already out and Philip was working on, you know, writing his material for a solo album and um, I kind of, you know, offered up our drummer to him, you know, because he was looking for the musicians and then uh, just uh, sporadic ideas, Philip threw out the idea that it'd be cold down the road if we uh, put a split out 
couple of songs by each band. And then I think at the time we were talking about including harp on it as well, but I don't know why that didn't happen. But it was something that came uh, an idea from a long time ago. We went and recorded our tracks a couple of years ago, and then, of course, there was no time frame on it. We just had to wait for Philip to uh, finalize his album, you know. Get my crap together. Yeah, Phil. Now, Phil, you were... <laughs> yeah, but it was worth the wait, and it's really cool. I'm really excited and proud of it. Uh, Phil, when did you decide that you need another band to be in after all all the ones you're all the projects you currently have going? When were you like, you know what, one more will do it? Well, you know, look, I'm calling it just really Philip H. Anselmo, mm-hmm. so it's it, it make it's not really. I'm I'm not trying to sell a new band on anybody at all. You know, when, when you hear the music, it's like stuff that comes straight from my gut. And uh, it, it's all 100% me, but I, you know, I let the great players that played with me. Because, you know, look, I'll say, I'll, I'll put it like this. I'm a creative guitar player, but I'm not a good guitar player, if that makes any sense. So I really needed an executor. And that uh, executor was this badass cat I've known since the 80s, Marzi Montezari. And he uh, brought a fantastic element to the record, and I let him put his fingerprints all over it. Matter of fact, all ten of them. And he did a great job. Blue from Warbeast did a great job, and I can't wait for people to really get a chance to listen to this stuff and consume it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Warbeast is on 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 your label, Phil, on War on uh, Housecore Records. You can say that again. Uh, War Beast is on your label, Phil, uh, Housecore Records. And thank you. <laughs> uh, how, how, Bruce, how is uh, Phil as, as a boss, right? Like, he's technically your boss. D- does he make you wear a suit to work? Uh, I guess since he's here, I guess I gotta be nice. No, man, seriously, <laughs> I know me and Phil go way back, and Scott Shelby, our guitarist, and uh, obviously we're good friends. So, you know, we couldn't ask for any more, I mean sets up the perfect work environment for us where we get to sleep late and get up and get stoned and then have a few beers and kind of <laughs> get in the... <laughs> no, man, we... Uh, we we all work around this place. Jesus Christ, come on, Bruce. Oh. No, we do, man. I mean, that's the thing is, uh, you know, we, we're serious about what we do, but we have fun doing it. And uh, we try to be professional, but have a you know the right frame of mind and a slight little buzz just so uh we uh you ease the anxiety <laughs> you know we're at our best in other words you know but it's great phil he's he's uh, got all the knowledge and experience and all that from being in the studio over the years so he's always there for us i mean some labels they're like you know they don't they're not there like we can ask phil a question even though the label doesn't have anything to do with it whether it's just you know hey man we're going on tour or anything you know and and um he's a great boss man i love the guy i wouldn't consider myself a boss i would consider myself a co-worker with these guys in war beast and honestly i completely comprehend and understand the musical direction that they do because i grew up with it it was uh a staple sound that I consider really the DFW, uh, a pure DFW thrash sound. And, and if you look at 
the backgrounds, how could it not be? I mean, Bruce and the mighty rigor mortis and uh, Scott Shelby and Gamaside and, and, and uh, Rick Perry in the past. So I knew these guys, grew up with these guys, grew up watching them do gigs in the 80s, and uh, it's been nothing but a pleasure, really. Awesome. Okay, well, we have a bunch of callers on the line waiting to talk to you guys. If you want to call, ask Phil or Bruce a question, the number to dial is 646-929-1357. We're going to start with Dave, 216. Dave, are you there? Dave? Going once? Going to Dave. We're about Is to hang up. Lombardo? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's Lombardo. Well, Dave, Dave, Dave is gone. Uh, I wish it was Dave Mustaine. <laughs> that, would, that would have been a great call. Uh, all right, we have uh, Jake in Georgia. Hello? Jake, Jake, you're on the air with Phil and Bruce. What's up? Oh, my God. Hell, yes. Phil and Salmo, man. What's going on, young son? Listen, Phil, I just wanted to let you know right off the bat, you are a motherfucking legend. Phil, yeah. Phil are you aware I'm of that? Right. <laughs> I need to uh, maybe tighten up my uh, left hook a little bit more, and pretty soon I should be challenging for the heavyweight championship. And the key word is heavyweight. <laughs> I tell you what, man, every, every single day I'd be in my room, and I would blare the fuck out of Pantera and Headbang to your fucking brutal-ass voice, man. You're a fucking legend. I'm not hearing a question have, here, Jake. But I have a question oh, here. okay. I always wanted to know, who is your inspiration whenever you're singing metal music? I've got several, several, several inspirations that range from uh, classic rock that perhaps we grew up with in the 70s and 80s. And uh, everything down to uh, modern, ex- extreme music. I mean, I-, I could say my early roots would be David Lee Roth and Robert Halford. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, on the on the earlier Pantera records, there was a lot of falsetto. One of my favorite Pantera tracks is "Medicine wrong. Man." You're wrong. You're wrong. I've never used falsetto in oh, my no. life. Except on a song called Tens, oh. where it's obvious falsetto. But that was, I sing like Rob Halford, and what that is is full out. Rob Halford's not using falsetto. Oh, okay. That is his full voice, get it fucking straight. <laughs> You've set me straight, Phil. <laughs> but, uh, all right, now we have a long-time caller, and I'm very excited for this. Uh, our friend Shlomo. Shlomo, are you there? you Shlomo, what is your question? you you Okay, anyway, um, hello, Phil and Bruce. This is a real person. Hey, how's it going, man? Hello, hello, guys. Um, hello. I, I, I have a question. Um, according to, um, um, why did you drop, um, um, 80s, 80s Pantera, even if it was more, more glammy in sound, but you could have, um, played Saturn before, um, Uncarbon to Hell? This is such a bullshit call, but I love the accent. I, I swear, really Phil, Phil, I swear to you, this is a real person. Darren, please this, sound This device. is not a character. This is a, 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 a longtime caller of ours. His name is Shlomo. He's, he's deaf in one ear. Unbelievable. Yes. 
But okay, you don't even you don't have to answer that. We just wanted to see what it would be like. Put Shlomo on the phone. Have you and Shlomo on? He's like have our crackhead Bob. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a giggle session, I, I have to admit. All right, let's get back to the serious questions. We have Gerald in Texas. Gerald, are you there? Hello? Gerald, what's Hello. your what's your question uh, for Phil and Bruce? Uh, I have the question that, uh, where do you guys think that metal is heading towards in its current state? I think that heavy metal or, or extreme music is in fantastic shape. I think that you will find subgenre piling upon subgenre, one after the next, more extreme, perhaps even more delicate. You gotta look at certain bands. Portal has a new record coming out. And of course, I expect nothing but anguish, hideousness, and intricate misery on that record and I'm very much looking forward to that there's a band out there right now called Virus that used to be a band called Fred Blenzen from Norway and Virus is an amazing band and then of course you have the new Ghost coming out and they are a band that does play very delicately and they play what I would call a cult rock so the genres are there the musicians that are there. There are so many bands that I could bring up right now. But uh, honestly, we are in healthy, healthy, good shape. Not to mention New Little Beast. And I got some solo stuff. And heck, I just put out a down record. So we're all in good shape here in heavy metal land. One thing I'm very impressed by, Phil, is that you really keep your ear uh, to, to the underground. Like you, you re- where, How do you find out about new music? Like How are you exposed to a band like Portal or Ghost? You have to infiltrate yourself with the younger audience and and ask questions and and find out who is out there, who is out there, you know. And and right now I got to, you know, like Norway was for black metal in in the early early nineties. I've got to give it to the Brisbaneans in Australia for the revival of death metal. Uh, so, you know, anyway, extreme music has been uh, a fascination since I was a young, young lad. I've been a tape trader since my teens. So, you know, demos, records, I've got piles of vinyl. I've got piles of CDs. I, I'm a, I wouldn't say on a Mike Williams from I Hate God nor Fred Rees from Dark Throne level of musicology, but I'm damn close. So, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a friggin' music geek. I believe it. What is your preferred format for listening to music? What's the best way to, to take it in? Uh, well... Or what's the way you find it, yourself? It, honestly, it depends on the band. Right. You know, some things you take to immediately, and some things grow on you steadily but surely. And, uh, you know, each musical experience is very, very different for me. And I, as far as taking it in, I guess I listen while I work out. I listen while I write. I listen while I uh, sleep sometimes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, perhaps subliminal sometimes, perhaps a direct smack to the jaw. So one of the two five, you know, figure it out for yourself. 
<laughs> cool. All right, let's get back to the callers. Once again, the number to dial 646-929-1357. Dan in Minnesota. You're on the air with Phil and Bruce. Hey, how's it going, guys, man? I would just like to uh, send my condolences out to you guys for the passing of Mike, especially you to Bruce. You know, and Dude, uh, thank I think you so much, man. Man, I think a lot, brother. Man, I'm serious. It's a real, you know, terrible, terrible thing. And I'd like to send my condolences out to you guys, and I'd like to say that uh, I think it's so kick-ass that you're dedicating this Weed and Speed tour to Mike. And I think that's going to make it even more memorable for me and a lot of other fans out there, you know, to go way back with this. With this well, music, Bruce, so. I'm going to let you take this over completely, but oh, I just yeah. got to say, I'm so glad you called, my friend, and you, you brought this subject up because uh, it is very important that we celebrate Mike's life, and Bruce knows better than anyone, so I, I'm going to let him talk, but rest in peace, Scott, and we love you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it hit us all like a ton of bricks, and of course, you know, we're just trying to deal with the tragedy of it all, and uh, Mike was uh, the only reason I even got into bands in the first place, so, you know, we, there was no other choice, I mean, there wouldn't even, even those second thoughts, the tour is for Mike, and we're going to get out there and celebrate his life, his greatness, and I just hope everybody understands, you know, he would want us to keep going, and he'd be proud of us, and most definitely, I uh, thank the guys in down for agreeing to uh, go ahead and dedicate the tour to him as well. I'll, I'll officially say it right now on the air. This entire tour is dedicated to the memory of the fastest, most precise guitar player I have ever seen on this planet and one of the sweetest gentlemen I have ever known, Mike Scotia. Fucking hey, guys, brother. man. Hey, I want to know, are you guys going to maybe uh, get on stage and do a little collaboration and throw down some old uh, rigor mortis, maybe at least one song? Shoot, we could. Uh, we haven't really, you know, we used to play rigor mortis um, in this band quite often, but I don't know. I mean, there's always that chance, you know. Sometimes it just happens, and we can do it, so. And Phil knows the words. So you never know what you're going to see when War, Beast, and Down get together because there is some kind of collaboration usually throughout the night. Every night. Every uh, night. Well, seeing, seeing as though this is an international live show, we have a caller from Mexico. We have Juan from Mexico. Are you really in Mexico, Juan? Yes, sir. I'm actually in Monterey. Oh, wow. Hello, Juan. Your voice is so Hey, deep. hello, Phil. Hello, Bruce. Um, hey, man. First off, uh, my condolences for, for actually for the passing of Mike. And uh, yeah. hopefully, actually, I mean, we need to keep going, right? So, Very actually, cool. I believe that, yeah. And um, and actually, I got a little question for Mr. Phil Anselmo. Actually, I'm a pretty huge fan of you, and man. I mean, actually, we we have a band, a tribute as a Pantera before. I'm a, actually like 10 years ago uh, I, I'm a singer actually as well my band is called Lapida or LPD that I means actually great you the singer <laughs> yeah so uh, well actually we'll, we'll be releasing the next album perhaps in Mexico and uh, here's a question actually I don't want to bother you more with my kind of a silly question perhaps but uh, the thing is what we I got a doubt actually when I'm on stage uh, we probably will will actually make a tour actually in South America as well and um, 
And how do you create a performance in the stage? I mean, I, I'm seeing you, and um, I'm actually amazed because uh, there's uh, some sort of uh, kind of, uh, in a way to say, you growth into people. That I'm, I mean, I'm actually I'm good at it, but uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to, in a way to say, I don't want to insult the people or offend. Uh, the people because of Mexico is pretty, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of pretty angry. Kind of, kind of get a shotgun. So you so want some tips for the stage? I'm basically. kind of out. Yeah. In the well, look, oh, listen. The best advice I could give, uh, coming from me, honestly, I, I mentioned it before. I am a music geek. So with that said, I try not to put myself on any other level, but the audience's level. I, I want to be equal with the people that I'm playing music for because honestly it could be me out there with, with the people enjoying the show myself, you know. So we're no different. We're all brothers and sisters in music and the more real we keep it, the more honest we keep it, and the more business-like and straight down to goddamn business we keep it, uh, I, I, I would say that is a, a recipe for some form of success. You know, just to have the camaraderie with the audience that's relaxed instead of forced. Relax and do your job. Bruce, how about you? Do you have any, uh, any tips for front men on things to do? Hell yeah, he does. I don't know, Phil. I mean, I I just consider, you know, we're fans to begin with, and I was always, you know, blessed to be in a band with Mike Scotch and Rigor Morris because I'm their biggest fan to begin with. So for me, it was just like I was always felt like I was representing the fans by just being on stage with such talented. And the same thing goes for now with War Beast and Scott Shelby. And, um, you know, so I just try to relate to the fans and be one of them, kind of similar to what Phil said. I mean, it's just if you got a stage presence, just don't be afraid to let it out, you know. Just be yourself up there. That's, that, that's I mean, that's some strong advice right there. And one, one thing I wonder, I always wonder this about musicians who may or may not partake in inhaling the, the sweet leaf, is how do you prefer, how do you prefer it? Uh, would you, do you like it rolled or bold, vaped, eaten? How do, how do you guys like your weed? <laughs> How about you, Bruce? Do you do you smoke? Oh yeah, of course. And like I was saying, I, when I'm at home, it's usually big bong hits and stuff. And uh, ah, out I there, love you, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, out there on the road, usually you have to roll up joints or somebody got a little pipe or whatever. I don't mind as long as I get to smoke some. There you go. That, that's the way. Now you're in Texas, Bruce. Texas is notoriously like hard on 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 pot usage right like they'll 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 put you in the slammer or whatever how do you how do you get your supply oh come on now this is like almost incriminating here well, are you something that's right. I, mean, uh, I am narc. working i am working with the yeah. with the dallas fourth work narcs so you've totally foiled my plan <laughs> right there you know i mean i can't i'm gonna have to hang up now <laughs> no i'm just no I mean, no, uh, no narcs the laws have got a little less strict in recent years but Honestly, for like a big chunk of, um, for a while there, I was just, 
I just had it myself, you know. Mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the hell are you saying? Uh, no, I mean, uh, those days are long gone, but, you know, you've always got buddies out there that, that can help you out when needed. And then you're just careful how much you, you know, all stick right. around with you. But oh, well, it's we all have... good, you know. I'm, I'm not going to get busted or anything. You gotta, you gotta... We have someone from New Zealand on the line. That's pretty awesome. Jade. What is your question? Hi. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm talking to you fellas. It's insane. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of marijuana, I'm going to come to New Zealand. It's pretty, it's pretty egg class. Would you ever? Would you guys consider coming to New Zealand? You guys doing any international touring? I guess. Is there any international touring on the Down War Beast Weed and Speed Tour? Well, that's you know honestly we. Um I guess we're waiting on offers and, and, and looking at the timing. I, I would think it would be an awesome idea in theory because, uh, you know, it, it's been a while since we've been to New Zealand now. Talk about a strict country. Going through customs there is kind of crazy. But I tell you what, great audiences and, 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 and great people, great fans. I would I would really, really, really speculate that there would be some Australian slash New Zealand shows, and perhaps throwing Japan since we're on that uh, side of the globe, you know. So I I would really hope so, and uh, our doors are wide open, so make the phone calls, you promoters. Yeah, you're open for it. That's cool. All right, let's take one final question since our, our time is running out. Here's someone who's been... On the line for quite a bit. Here's Johnny seven oh three. Johnny, you there? Bill and Bruce. What's up, Johnny? Hey man. Um, what are your guys' favorite hardcore punk that kind of genre? Just that. You know, what's your favorite? You're not really a hardcoreman, are you, Bruce? <laughs> no, I like some of it. I mean, you know, when I got you know the the other two guys, uh, Harden and Casey, definitely had a lot of punk influences in the early days of rigor mortis. But I'm more of a metal guy, to be honest. You know, I like that shit though. Just um, mainly metal. Well, uh, for me, I mean, you cannot deny the power of Black Flag. You can't deny the power of Early Agnostic Front. You can't deny the power of certain poison ideal records. Modern bands, uh, you know, there's a band called the Boston Stranglers. There's also a band called Cut the Shit that rips. And uh, have you heard Trash yeah, Talk? I can keep going here, man. Dead Kennedys, Butthole Surfers, Circle Jerks, DRI. I, I, I'm a tremendous fan. Even uh, even. Cross bands from the early days like Cryptic Slaughter. I love Bill Crooks and Cryptic Slaughter and then New York. Bands that weren't necessarily considered hardcore but had the attitude and the lyrics to go with it like Sheer Terror. I, I love I love Sheer Terror. Uh, like Hellhammer meets Carnivore meets some Righteous Pigs. There's another great grindcore slash hardcore band that not a lot of people know about, but it's Mitch from Napalm Death. First 
recorded man I do believe righteous pigs and kick ass uh, god did I leave anybody out probably a thousand but uh, you know you get the point man I'm a fan awesome well thank you both for taking time out of I'm sure your busy schedule to hang out with us and some of your fans on the Metal Injection Livecast uh, just wondering when could you know this uh, split is coming out this Tuesday when can fans expect full lengths from both projects When's that new Warby's coming out? Uh, it's looking like it's going to be in March, you know. And, uh, you know, you know, we're proud of that album, and we're going to be playing more than half of it on the upcoming tour. So, can't wait to see all the the fans out at the shows and listen, let them hear this new shit. And you know what? Uh, I got to say it one more time before we go. I cannot stress enough. I would love to see a great attendance in these uh, at all these shows because once again this tour goes out to the mighty Mike Scotia. May he rest in peace. And with every note we now play, we send a black arrow of death to all those who play false metal. In the name of Mike, and in the words of Joey DeMaio. But please come on out. We love you. Thanks for listening to us. Phil, and, you're, you're, uh, avoid, you're avoiding the question, Phil. When are we going to hear a full length from your uh, your solo project? <laughs> Early summer. Okay. And what about what about the next Down EP? Is that coming out this year or is that next year? I'd probably think next year, but I would think we'd be touring or playing shows for the rest of this year. But... I know we're already talking about it. We're already gathering material. We're already discussing riffs. So the mere, the mere fact that we're doing such a thing after you know such a short time uh, after the first EP of four mm. it, is released, does that make any sense, for God's sake? Yeah, it's anyway, only been like four months. The mere fact that we're working on new stuff is a good sign. So... Uh, 2014 looks pretty clear for that new down, but also uh, remember the solo record is early summer this year, 2013, War Beast in March of this year, 2013, and down, War Beast, Weed and Speed Tour, in the name of Mike Scotia, come on out and see the fellas. You, you, Friday night, next Friday in Houston, Texas, right? Damn straight. You don't even need a publicity right. team. You're 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 a one man promo machine. Who's <laughs> <laughs> better is. than me? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, when I get on the internet, but this guy, man, he's the master of talking. So I just like to sit back and listen to myself. Master of talking. I've been criticized for my destruction of the English language years worse. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. We need you back on Twitter, though, Phil. We need you back on Twitter, though. You haven't... I've never been on Twitter. There has been some guy named Phil Anselmo who tweets, but I don't tweet. I don't Facebook. I don't do any of that okay. crap. You don't believe in social networking. Friendster? <laughs> no, I don't even have a cell phone. Ask Bruce. All right, cool. <laughs> He's right. He's still got those 1990 TV sets and stereos, too, man. <laughs> exactly. I'm not a materialistic 
too, you know. Come on now. Yeah. I'll leave no, that for the rock dude. stars. That <laughs> says so much about you, you know what I mean? Cool. Well, I see, Bruce, you know. You know. Now the, I know. We know. But it's up to us to let the world know. Now the so world let's knows. Let's word together, brother. <laughs> the world knows you now know that damn you're well. Uh, all right. Well, I want to commend us on not asking you about any sort of dumb Pantera reunion questions about things that w- w- won't really happen. There are people in our live chat room who are like, ask them about a new Pantera record. It's, it's not happening, right? There's nothing. It's not happening, no. There's nothing to it. But you it's see, just, you just asked them. I mean, yeah. when you lose someone like Dimebag and Mike Scott, how there's yeah. just no way either band should ever perform under that name again that's just my opinion and that's rigor mortis is never going to perform again oh wow and that's just because mike's gosh deep down was rigor mortis you know so there's just it wouldn't wouldn't be right and it's just out of respect for him and i think philip can't speak for him but he might feel the same way as far as I, I, I think uh, i'm on i think you summed it up very well bruce and um you know uh, you know, let let the legacy speak for itself. Exactly. Because it is there. It is history. Music is history. Music is tangible. Uh, uh, it, it, it's a tangible thing. And it lasts for as long as it's relevant. And, you know, that, that, that brings me to the fans. I, I gotta thank the fans because, honestly... Without you, we'd be zero, we'd be nothing, we would be unacknowledged. But the mere fact that we're acknowledged is an amazing thing. It's a dream come true. And all we can do under these very, very uh, trying circumstances with the loss of Mike Scotius so, so very close to us is, is honor his name and... You know, anyone who's ever come out to a down show, I always send out a song to Dimebag. Always, always, always. It's a rule, but there's a new rule now. The same song, it's called Lifer, that I send out to Dimebag, and now I'm going to send it out to Mike Scotia as well, because what I mean by Lifer is those guys embodied, embodied, the entire shape of what is a true lifer in this music—they—they—they—they—they they, 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 uh, they were born to do what they did. They were born to play they, the way they played, and their uniqueness speaks for themselves and, and speaks for their legacy. And all I can say is, is we, as a unit. Down and war beasts together. All, all we can do is uh, our best, our best to honor these guys' memory and, and, and our brothers, our fallen comrades' memory. And, and and that will happen. That is that is a solemn oath. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Phil. Thank you, Bruce, for taking some time hanging out with us. Everybody, pick up the new EP. Uh, Philip H. Anselmo on the Illegals and War Beast, War of the Gar- Gargantuans. Except it's this- actually Gargantuas, Gargantuas, which is a wrong spelling, but it was an old Japanese 60s monster movie that we named this thing after. And uh, it's 
their spelling, so we rolled with it, and I'm just correcting you. That's all. Thanks. You you <laughs> proved you proved it twice already that I'm terrible at my job. I need to so just bad. stop doing You're this. Fired. I'm sorry. I might have to dock you a day's pay for napping <laughs> on the job. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, cool. Well, thank you again, guys, for taking taking the time to uh, hang out with us and you, with your fans. There's still many people that are upset that they didn't get through to you guys, but you guys, you guys have some TV to watch. You have House Hunters to watch, right? Property Wars or something on Discovery Channel. I watched the playoffs today, and I'm done with TV. All right, right on. Yeah, same here, man. But thanks <laughs> to everyone out there. We appreciate it so much. I'm sure everyone's going to see you guys. And I, I concur. All right, that's the end of this week's show. Remember, we're also going to be off next week, and I will be back with a bunch more clips. You can leave a comment on this blog post if there's any particular bit or segment you want to hear, and I'll try to include it in the mix. And we'll be back with a brand-new live show on the usual day, the usual time, Sunday, February 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 14 days from now. Uh, with more poop jokes and inappropriate humor about famous dead people. All right, thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. The most sensitive part of your dick, give it to me.